experience. We're the station you've turned to for sports for over 30 years and the only one still standing. We're Lansing Sports Leader, the game 730 AM. Well, welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station, the game 730 AM. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. The Sparrow Stout on Sports is Michigan's longest running sports radio show. From high school to college and the pros, Tim has you covered. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan. And a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. On behalf of our partner, Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, good morning, everybody, on this Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Welcome to another edition of the Sparrow Stout on Sports. And you're listening right here on Lansing Sports Station. This is the game, 7.30 a.m., and it is your home for the local sports shows and programming in our area of note, coming to you live every day. From the Driven Collision Studios at WVFN Radio, you'll find Driven Collision at 3200 West Main Street in Lansing. That's Joe Laird's Emporium where banged up vehicles come out looking brand new. They're that good. At 977-0955, we'll have a Driven Collision story of the day. And we'll remind you that Driven Collision is the body shop in the area where if you need some kind of help in that regard, driven collision to the rescue. Uh, If you're listening around the world, it's a lot different today than it was yesterday. We can expound on that as we get rolling. We'll have Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moments. If you found tree trouble wherever you are overnight because of the storms in Michigan, Pure Green uh, Smith Tree is right there for you at 703-1111. They'll make that uh, go away. The issues you may have had with trees over the night in the storms we had going through the state. Uh, We will also have quality dairy stats all the way through. Maybe you need sundry items at any time, any day of the week. There's got to be a quality dairy in mid-Michigan near you. They've been that way for 89 years. Quality dairy stores to the rescue in so many ways. Brock's here. I'm Tim, and away we go here on the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. We'll see how things develop as we go through the morning today. Tim, 18 hours ago, it was 72 degrees, record high temperatures in mid-Michigan. 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, sorry, uh, I checked my uh, phone. Temperature, 30 degrees, wind chill, 17. That's a difference of 42 degrees in 18 hours. Some of the golf courses yesterday, all of them in the area with carts, uh, I can't believe they put carts out there with the ground so soft. I'm it, surprised by that. It isn't that. nearly as soft, though, as it has been in recent years because we haven't had any snow. And so all of them okay. had carts out. Some of them reported more than 150 golfers yesterday. Wow. That was yesterday. And some of them reported cars parked on the grass because the parking lots were all full, especially for those uh, who we recommend. Well, you can probably get a tea time today, uh, I would think. Uh, yeah. So you heard on the news, uh, you know, that there's some areas got hit by the storms last night uh, where we were. I mean, it was about one hard hour of thunderstorms. Same and here. You could hear it move out of the area just the way it was predicted to go. But just because it got out of this area didn't mean the carnage elsewhere was not over for the night. If we have anything further on that of any way that's worth passing on, either we'll do it 
or you'll hear it uh, during the Michigan Radio Network newscast that we have at the top of every hour here every day. The Cullinga Water Hotline to join us is 342-63. Our email address is tim.stout at wilx.com. Uh, we have the Adam Nightingale show tonight on radio, 7 o'clock on WJIM AM 1240. Spartans will depart tomorrow for Madison, Wisconsin. They'll play Friday night and Saturday night, 9 o'clock our time. And those games are only televised on ESPN Plus for the Big Ten Hockey Championship. Spartans have never or won. Or is it Big Ten Plus? Uh, what did I say? You said ESPN Plus. I think it's Big Ten Plus. It's Big Ten Plus. That's a misspeak. That, I'm, that's I'm, uh, They're Big Ten Plus. Uh, what I'm here for. I don't know what the degree. Big Ten normal has, uh, but uh, Big Ten Plus has the two high. And why they do, I Which don't. Which makes no sense. I agree I with mean, you. It makes no sense. I mean, they last night they carried the Indiana Northwestern women's basketball game, which was ridiculous from the, you know, which meant their announcers had to sit there and cover for a one-sided game five minutes into the game. And I thought, why would you put this game on TV when absolutely nobody has any interest in this thing, hardly at all, and when there why, are other things going on? And why would the Big Ten Network decide not to carry the ser- the hockey series, which is going to decide the Go regular figure. season title? And a sport that plays well on <clears throat> television. I mean, it plays well yeah, on hockey, big, plays big well on plus. television. Yeah, big, big Ten Plus, 1240 WJIM on Friday here on the game, 730 AM on Saturday. All right, so that's what we have there in the Adam Nightingale show is tonight on WJIM. <clears throat> Do we have any Tiger baseball? Do we have uh, any? No, not today. Just the, just the Adam Nightingale show tonight, and they've got, after tonight, they only have two more shows this season. It's rare when the Pistons and Red Wings both win on the same night. Uh, but they won on the same night. They did. Uh, last night, what was it, 8-3, to three, the hockey game? With and it really wasn't even that close, honestly. I mean, the Red Wings dominated. They're playing, they're playing great right now. Uh, they've won six in a row. They're in the first wild card spot right now. They're only two points behind Toronto for third place in the Atlantic Division. And they are looking really, really good right now. And the Pistons, I said to Brock, I said, you, you got to find where the Pistons are a big enough <clears throat> underdog to bet them not to win, but because they'll cover because nobody wants to beat the daylights out of the Pistons. And all those Pistons, you know, weak as they are relative to the standings, are all trying to win a job, so they all got to play hard. And I thought, you know what, why are the last I checked, Michael Jordan's not playing for the Chicago Bulls. So the Pistons were a 10.5-point underdog last night, and they only won by 10. I thought that that was a it was a bet I didn't make. Uh, DraftKings was anybody smart? You know, you had to know you you could make money on the Pistons if you're not betting on them to win. If you can get them with enough points, what was it? Ten and a half last night. The they Bulls. Were, they were ten and a half point dogs, and they beat the Bulls one hundred five ninety five. Oh yeah, that was easy last night. The, the Pistons are still playing hard. The Pistons are now eliminated from having a chance to achieve the outright worst record in the history of the NBA, which was 9-73, and 73, and they're now 9-49. and 49. So they would they can tie it if they can lose the next 24. Ain't going to happen. Ain't uh, going to happen. I don't know where they play next and when they play. I said to Brock, They play Cleveland, I believe, on Friday. I don't know this. With those storms last night... Yeah, they play Cleveland on Friday. Would round ball one, the Pistons plane have flown back to Detroit from Chicago and got in? Last night. Great question. With all those storms, because they were in New York the night before, flew to Chicago, played last night. Would round ball one have gotten through all those storms? Or are they still in Chicago and coming in today? I don't know that. Uh, we haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have this morning that's of note? There were things that we passed on yesterday we didn't get. Brock didn't go to a game last night. Brock I did, did not, not I go was, to a game. I was so far behind on laundry and some other stuff. Oh, that's more important. It, uh, for me, 
That, uh, that is, is when you have, that's more important. When you have basically not very many clothes that are clean, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's a little more important. So tonight is semifinal night of the district phase of the Boys State High School basketball tournament. It's a great night. And Channel 10 will have everybody everywhere for the late sports with Fred. Eric and I will be at Mason High School for the Division I doubleheader. But you're not on the air. Nope, we're not gonna. We're not on the air tonight. I mean, uh, that's that's fun, wonderful that you get to go. By the way, Mason High School is uh, God. They just announced this morning. If you want to go to the doubleheader, which begins at five thirty, they put out this morning how you can do it, how you can get tickets right now because chances are uh, they're going to have a big crowd for the doubleheader, which begins at five. What what it's uh, the the five thirty game is East Lansing and Holt, right? Yes. And then it's seven dollars per ticket. And they've got, uh, of course, when I had this here, you know, I was great. Now I can't find it, which I'm going to have to find to pass it on. Um, And frankly, they gave a website where, what is it, Brock? You can either watch or listen to the game. Is that what I mentioned? Yeah, yeah, it's nfhs.com, and just look around for it. you got to pay for it, but... uh, it's the Na- the National Federation website. They all right, here tele- I, all right, go here ahead, I go, got go. it. You found it. Go. All right, East Lansing Holt at Mason, 530. Okemos Mason, I get a kick out of it because they say 7. That'll be 730 at the earliest. The game's going an hour and a half, and it takes an hour It'll and a half. It'll be 715 at the earliest, yeah, and more than likely. And, of course, one admission for both games. Yep. GoFan tickets are $7 a piece. You can go to GoFan.com com backslash event backslash one four one seven three six four question mark if you can remember that uh, more power to you and they'll have people there to help you out with that or you can live stream it on uh nfhsnetwork.com backslash mason dash high and it says that's for the okamas mason game uh which is the second game tonight mm-hmm. so uh what the favorites are east lansing and mason is that pretty much the way it is. Because I would make Mason a slight favorite because they're at home, yeah. All right, so then at Grand Ledge today, there's a doubleheader at Grand Ledge tonight, uh, and the two winners there go to all these winners tonight, go to district championship games Friday night. DeWitt, and, uh, DeWitt plays St. John's, Waverly against the home team, Grand Ledge. So uh, so that, so those are the, the four big games tonight because they're all in Division One. Do you see, uh, you might as well give me the rest of the semifinals here of the games of note in our area, the district semifinals in Boy State High School Basketball Tournament. Okay, the way we've just given you the, the, uh, the, the ones in Division One. Portland against Belding. I believe that's at Ionia High School. Ionia against Ada Forest Hills Eastern. At Charlotte. Uh, Sexton against Catholic, Olivet against Charlotte. Williamston is playing Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. I think that's at Fowlerville. That's in Division Two. Division Three, Potterville against uh, Maple Valley. PW against Saranac. Ovid Elsie against New Lothrop. Langsburg is hosting uh, Perry tonight. Uh, and Stockbridge playing Leslie in the other uh, semifinal. That's those are that's in Division Three. Division Four, St. Pat's against Homestanding Bellevue. Fowler against Fulton there. Also, Weberville's hosting West Bloomfield Frankel Academy, and Morris is playing Brighton Livingston Christian. What is that, 18 games? Is that what it is? I believe that's 18 games, and there's going to be uh, a lot of teams and some really good ones that are eliminated tonight. can guarantee that with Mason and Okemos. A really good team is going to be going home tonight there. All right, uh, you know, uh, next a week from Saturday, uh, Michigan State and Indiana close out the men's basketball regular season for those two in Bloomington. And in Indiana last night, Indiana beat Wisconsin 74-70. Now, they've had some bad losses at home, but if you assume Wisconsin still has a pulse, 
They beat Wisconsin last night, and of course, Wisconsin beat Michigan State by double digits twice. But lost at Michigan. Uh, I, Wisconsin I mean, has not played well in the last month. They I haven't can't played act. well since they beat Michigan State pretty by mu- 15. Yeah, pretty much. I, know, I mean, I don't know what yeah. the story is there. Agreed. They're down to about a five or six seed now in the NCAA tournament. They've collapsed like a stone in a lake. Yeah. But I, I bring it up because apparently Indiana, at home, motivated, they can win a game, and they won a game last night. Iowa blew a 17-point lead at home against Penn State last night that then hung on um, last night, hung on, and um, beat Penn State by nine points. I was 90 to 81. I was, I mean, if you play I was playing on their way onto the bubble. You you mean you play them in a Big Ten tournament, I guess you're going to have to play these guys. Because uh, I guess these guys, you know, uh, these guys, uh, you know, played a lot better. And, of course, we all know what they did last week at Michigan State when they dominated much of the game and then held on and they won by seven points. Uh, congratulations to the NBA Portland Trailblazers. They have finished the month of February. I said, Brock, how many games in February do you think the Portland Trailblazers And I said, won? I don't know. He said, I don't know. And I said, well, I can make it easy for you. They didn't win a game. The Pistons are not the only awful team in the NBA. There are more awful teams in Washington the NBA. Washington is terrible. Now the Pistons are tied with them, I guess. 9-49. and 49. By the way, move over Caitlin Clark at the University of Iowa in basketball. Iowa is the first Division I college basketball school in the last 25 years to have not only a women's player... But a men's player both record 25-point triple-doubles in the same season. Nobody's heard of Peyton Sanford. He's on the Iowa men's team. I've barely heard of him. 25-point (coughs) triple-doubles in the same season. Caitlin Clark, everybody, in fact, the two of them almost look like each other, to be honest, when you look at their pictures. But apparently he's a big deal. I mean, I, you know, they've got a lot of guys that are kind of the same, but he's kind of stood out. So, I mean, to move over Iowa women a little bit, the Iowa men haven't exactly collapsed, right? They, they have not exactly collapsed. They're hanging in there. Yep. Uh, tomorrow night is senior night for the Michigan State women. They're honoring two of their seniors tomorrow night. I did have them here in front of me. Tori Mo- Osmond, and there's another one. Mo Joyner. There you go. Yep. 8 o'clock tomorrow night against Illinois. Which Illinois team will show up? The one that's been blown out in some of these games or the one at home that beat Indiana by 20 last week? Which one shows up? State will win here. When's State going to lose another game on a women's side? When are they going to lose in another game? In the Big game? Ten tournament? You would think in, it'd be someplace in the Big Ten either tournament. Either against Nebraska, because it looks like they'll play Nebraska in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, or they could end up playing like a 12 or 13 seed if they end up fifth. If they uh, win that, then they could lose to Nebraska or uh, Ohio State, which will likely be the top seed. I mean, I think the Big Ten Women's Coach of the Year is going to be the Ohio State guy. Yeah, probably. But if he, if they weren't quite as elite as they've been, Robin Fralick would get some votes. She would probably be in the conversation if she isn't already. They're 22-7. and seven. I, I think a little bit of that record is misleading because in the early part of the year, they played the weakest non-conference schedule I've ever seen. But in the Big Ten, they have played well in some of these games. <clears throat> and by the way, they had the mystery game of the year. How they ever lost by 19 points at Minnesota, 69 to 50. You said 22 and seven. They're 20 and seven. 20. They'll, they'll be 22 and seven with two more wins. There you go. That's what you meant. Okay. I meant two gotcha. more wins. That's two what more you wins because yep. they play at Wisconsin on Sunday. I mean, they'll have to collapse to lose to Wisconsin yeah. on Sunday it, it, at Madison. Did, didn't Coach Freilich say? I thought I heard her say that. Um, 
that the Minnesota game on January 20th, just simply their worst game of the year. No they kidding. Just played, they just played a bad, bad game. You didn't have to tell it me happens. that. Yeah. Minnesota's in the lower levels of the Big Ten, right. and they beat them 69-50. to 50. Yep. I mean, Michigan State's hung in with everybody else except Ohio State when the game was in the Breslins. That was, that was another. Oh, they got They've had two here. bad games in the Big Ten, and those two were at one home, one away. Uh, but it, but, but I, I told Brock, and I absolutely firmly believe this, if they played Iowa in the Breslin Center, they'd beat them. I don't know how many Caitlin had scored, but they'd beat Iowa here. They, they would beat Iowa here. A little bit of that because state matches with them well, and a little bit because Iowa, after her, is way overrated, in my t- opinion. They, I don't think Iowa's a top-10 team, frankly. They're ranked sixth right now. I, I don't think they're a top-10 team. I think they're, quote-unquote, a good team, but that's because of her. The other four, to me, are just average players in the Big Ten with a lot of other teams. But they are ranked sixth. They are what they are. And maybe they'll play each other again in the Big Ten tournament in Minneapolis. And Caitlin has helped sell out 109,000 tickets for seven sessions in that event next week. First time that's ever happened for the women's tournament. What say you? The Culligan Water Hotline, 342-63. Our email address, tim.stout at wylx.com. On we go. This is the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. We all want more out of work and out of life. More top-line ideas, more bottom-line results, more support on the job to get us more time away from the job. To get more, it helps to have a trusted partner like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. We help you stretch dollars and offer the health care coverage you want so you can focus on your job and life away from it. To see what Blue Cross can do for you, visit timeformore.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hey, Michiganders, take them back. For decades, the state returned 90% of bottles and cans, making the state number one in the nation. Today, Michigan is only returning a disappointing 75%. State can do better, and it starts with you. Michigan's 10-cent deposit is a convenient and simple way to keep the streets, parks, and waterways clean, all while conserving valuable resources. These are your roads, your lakes, beaches, and your dimes, so take them back. The message brought to you by ShoePan, a Michigan company delivering sustainable material solutions since 1968. Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center. You always mention Stout on Sports at that one location. You always get 10% off. Open 1030 to 10. You can even call in advance to have your order delivered to you curbside right on time. No waiting in line at 374-1301, okay? You'll love all the different options you have from Culver's, especially at this time of the year when you want to use the drive through Culver's has been red hot. Again, call in advance with your order at Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center, 374-1301. The game, 730 a.m. This day in sports history. February 28th, 1991. 1991. First baseman Don Mattingly was named captain of the New 
New York Yankees. Mattingly became the 13th captain in Yankees history. He began his career with the Yankees in 1982, playing for them his entire career before retiring in 1995. Mattingly filled the role after it had been vacant the previous two seasons. This day in sports history on the game, 738. As usual, it's been a marvelous year for Culligan Water of Lansing, okay? They were 393-1900. They're on Dunkel Road in Lansing, and Craig Prang always keeps us updated, and now we've got another season change, but it'll be big for Culligan, right? Yeah, it is, Tim. You know, we've got those new HE, high-efficiency softeners, and they are so uh, dynamic, they will tell you if you have any issues with your softener. In other words, if there's a problem with it, it will alert your phone. If you have a leak, it will alert your phone. If you need salt, it'll alert your phone, but it also alerts our office. So we know if there's a problem, because most people don't know how their softener even works, but if there's a problem, we're going to get it identified and we're going to be able to give you a call and tell you, hey, this is leaking, that's leaking, or something of that nature, and we can fix it ourselves many times in the office. It's as simple as a call, 393-1900. Culligan Water of Lansing, spectacular in so many different ways. Give Culligan a call today. We've partnered for years with our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You always get fast delivery and a variety of specials every day. Order online at cottagein.com. Convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza, offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can and build your own just the way you want. Handmade dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage Inn Gourmet Pizza. At Doggy Daycare and Spa, we love dogs, and we love taking care of your furry family member when you cannot. Our daycare and boarding services are offered exclusively to dogs who are enrolled in our program. Our team of dog lovers will provide your dog with the attention they need and deserve. Stop in for a tour at either one of our convenient locations on Mount Hope Highway in Delta Township and on the corner of Grand River and Cornell in Okemos. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663. And let us love your dog. Doggy Daycare and Spa, where the hip hounds hang out. We love to endorse Duff Schroeder and his company, Schroeder Homes, on Dobie Road in Okemos. Everything they do at Schroeder Homes revolves around helping you make highly informed home buying choices so that you're totally satisfied. Google and check the reviews on Schroeder Homes with three communities in the Lansing area for you to build your dream home. Call for an appointment at 349-0560. The most dependable and reliable home builder in mid-Michigan, we believe, continues to be Schroeder Homes. You go see for yourself. Melting Moments ice cream sandwiches to the rescue at any Michigan State concession stand, sports or otherwise. They're always good every day of the year. And you can get Melting Moments by the packages at all the quality dairy stores in the mid-Michigan area. Sparty's Coney Island in Frandor, okay, open till 2 o'clock each day. When you're there, be sure and tell Dominic behind the counter we sent you. And remember, there's always a monthly special at Penn Station East Coast Subs, Clifford Street, Frandor, and across from the Lansing Mall. Great for carryout. We got March Madness around the corner. Go got to carry out from Penn Station for a party or friends or just your family and have a great time anytime Penn Station East Coast subs. From Comerica Park to Jackson Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. All right, now we go from the Driven Collision Studios. So running my mouth the other day, I 
I had no idea on some of the district opening games Monday. Picked 11. Had no idea on the last four or five, so I finished seven and four. But Brock says I got all the local ones well, that I had a clue the, the, about, right? And the spreads were pretty close. Well, the, th the thing is, yeah, I had to. You said yesterday you were 10, 10 and, and one. 1. And I didn't disagree with you at that time because I'd had a chance to listen to the audio. I had a chance to listen to the audio. Who are you, the district attorney? Uh, <laughs> district. But on, very good. Very good. You'll be in Vegas until the 20th. Well, like when you say Saranac versus somebody, how in the world do I know? I just say something. I say something. No, no, I, un I understand. But I had the cloakal ones. I had even with the spreads were pretty close. You went seven and four. That For you, by your standards, that's really good. You had Holt winning by seven over Everett. They ended up winning by nine. You had Grand Ledge beating Eastern by eighteen uh, by 17 points. They actually won by 18. Now, the one that you did know you got wrong, you picked Belding. Uh, yeah. To beat uh, Lakewood. How much do you think I knew five about points. I hardly know where the dumb thing is. And uh, by the way, Belding plays Portland tonight. That yeah. sounds like a big game. No, no, you picked Lakewood to beat Belding. I'm sorry. I by didn't five. know anything about either and, of them. And Belding beat Lakewood by 31. It by, sounded like I did. By the way, that's Be like everything else. Belding's in northwest Ionia County. Oh, I know of, that now. Yeah. Uh, you picked Catholic to win by six over Eaton Rapids, and they won by 14. You picked Charlotte to beat Hazlitt by 12. They won by nine. Uh, you picked Pinckney to beat Fowlerville by seven. Voila, they won by seven. Nice job. You picked doo -doo -doo, Carson City Crystal to beat Saranac by eight. I had no idea. Uh, uh, Carson City Crystal lost to Saranac by 37. All right, we'll just pick the ones here today well, for here, the semifinals it, in a local area because I didn't know anything about Tim, the rest Tim, you of got them. the last three out of the last four right. You picked Perry to beat Dansville well, by I two. I knew some about them. They, Perry won by seven. You picked uh, Bath to beat Leslie by four. They lost by 27. And then the last two you got right. Uh, you picked doo -doo -doo, Fulton to beat Lansing Christian by five. Fulton won by 16. Bath lost by 27? Uh, yes. And, oh, you, you did get the last one wow. wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, you did pick uh, Novi Christian Academy to beat Morris by 11. Morris beat them by 19. Well, I'm sure But you went 7-4. Well. and four. That's for, And you got some of the spreads pretty close to right, and one of them you got exactly right. All right, give That's me That's pretty me. good. All right, let's do it today. I'll do the same thing. Let's well, you start. did it yesterday. Well, I'm going to do it your... updated today because now I'm really concentrating on it. <laughs> I had overnight to think about it. Okay. During well, the storm. Let me make sure I'm running tape here. And we'll lead into the Gillespie Group moment because I've got that for you. Um, D -d 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 -d. East Lansing against Holt. Uh, East Lansing is going to beat Holt by 11. Okay. Yesterday you said 13, so you're changing that by two points, okay? Uh, Mason against Okemos. Mason is going to win that by five. Okay. You, five, I'll leave that because you said that yesterday. Uh, DeWitt against St. John's. DeWitt's going to win that by eight. You said six yesterday. Okay, I'll make that change. Waverly against Grand Ledge. Now, this one's tougher, but Waverly's going to win this by four. You said five yesterday. Okay. Uh, Belding against Portland. That's another toughie. Uh, Belding by three. You said four yesterday. Okay. Building by three. You had no clue on Ionia against Ada Forest Hills Eastern. That's uh, Bill Simonson's kid. His kid, plays football, a, a school, Forest Hills a, a Eastern. Plays football there. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. <laughs> I, I was going to say Bill Simonson University, but it's not a university. Well, since I'm you. absolutely stone clueless on both of them, okay. You know, I'll just bag it. No clue. Okay, that's what you said yesterday. MC. I have no clue. I have no clue. Okay, Sexton against Catholic. Sexton will be Catholic by 16. You said 14 yesterday. Okay. Olivet against Charlotte. That's another tough one. Yep. Charlotte by two. 
You said Olivet by three yesterday. Yeah, well, I'm, I, and you I'm changed your I'm mind. Trying, the Kool Aid didn't taste right, so. Well, Charlotte is playing at home at the Oriole Dome, so. Well, I'm going to go to the home court then. Okay, fine. I'll make that adjustment. So that's a second game. That's a doubleheader there tonight. That's a doubleheader over at Charlotte. Uh, you say, uh, Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard against Williamston. Uh, Gabriel Richard by five. You said that. That's exactly what you said yesterday. All right. Maple Valley against Potterville. Well, now we're in the area where I understand. you're just trying to show off. I understand. And I, I'm clueless. Put in seed, or just put seed no, on. No, no, no. I'm going to put what you picked yesterday. You picked Maple Valley by four. Uh, PW against Saranac. Uh, PW by seven. You said 15 yesterday. So. I'm bringing it back. Okay. Apparently, Saranac's better than what I thought. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Ovid Elsie against New Lothrop. I don't know a thing about either you one You said of them. NC yesterday. Okay, we'll move on. Langsburg against Perry. Oh, man, that one's going to be Langsburg by about 24. You said 24 yesterday, Tim. Right. Nice. Stockbridge against Leslie. The bigger Leslie. question for Langsburg is how many is... Uh, what's Xander his, Woodruff. How many is he going to score? Yeah, I understand. I'm going to uh, well, put him down for... Just put him down for a nice even 30. Okay. That's his average. Okay. Put him down for 30. Uh, uh, Stockbridge against Leslie. Oh, that's another close one. Where's it at? Oh, That's Langsburg. A, That's at Langsburg. I'll take Stockbridge by two. You said 15 yesterday. Yeah, Leslie's better than what I thought. Okay. And once these guys play a game now, you oh, get a little bit gotcha, of a... Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, St. Pat's against Bellevue. This at Bellevue High School. I don't know anything about Bellevue. You said yesterday St. Pat's by six, so I'm going to leave that there. Fowler against Fulton. This is the other game at Bellevue. Fowler by three. You said four yesterday, so I'll make that adjustment. Weberville against West Bloomfield Frankel Academy. Well, I you said no clue yesterday. I've broadcast all the Frankel Academy games on radio this season. No, so you I've haven't. got a good idea of what they've got. So I'll take Weberville. By how much? Three. Three. Okay. And finally, Brighton against Brighton uh, Morris against Brighton Livingston Christian. You I said guess, no clue yesterday. Well, the same. Why you think got a clue today? You think I stayed up all then last night it, trying that, to study them? Then I'll leave it as no clue. And here we go. So of the Lansing area games, let's do it another way. Which team's got the best shot for an upset? A legitimate upset. But I would not call it an upset, Okemos and Mason. No, agreed. I would call it an upset, Holton East Lansing. Yes. But I don't see, with all due respect to Hall, I just don't, I don't see that. I don't either. That could be a closer game. And I don't think even in the Grand Ledge District, I don't think those games are upsets either. Uh, per se. I, I think Grand Ledge would be an upset over Waverly. Yeah, but St. Grand Ledge John, has its moments, and they're playing at home. Yeah. I, I think Waverly's, Waverly's better, domi- and I pick Waverly. Waverly's dominated Grand Ledge over the last few years. Uh, I think that would be an upset. DeWitt and St. John's, not as much of an upset, and that's a rivalry there. If Catholic beats Sexton, that's, that's a major an up- upset. That's an upset. Now we're talking huge upset. Yep. Yep, yep. Sexton's won what, 13, 14 in a row, something like that? Yeah, something like that. that that's, I think uh, it's 14. I mean, now that if, would be an upset. If Perry beats Langsburg on that's Langsburg's... A, that's, 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 that's Guinness Book of World Records that's, upset. That's m- massive upset. If if PW loses to Saranac, PW's only lost twice this year, both to Langsburg. If they lose to Saranac, that's, that's, a, major, that's a major upset. And I think that's about it as far as major upsets all right, So go. all the... Then Brock is allegedly broadcast with Doc on Friday night, the championship game of the Mason District. Very likely. Very likely. 
as opposed to the Grand Ledge District. Or any other district, for that matter, yeah. So that's what we got. All right. We will have a district championship coming up on Friday. We do know that. Time now for our Gillespie Group Daily Sparrow Stunt on Sports High School Salute. The Gillespie Group is renowned for bringing positive change through creative real estate solutions and many of their developments are recognized locally and nationally. You know all this stuff. I said to Brock, find a give, give me a good Gillespie Group salute for the Gillespie. And, you know the the Gillespie. You know Pat and the staff, Rachel. They all want a good salute this morning to someone who really deserves it. Well, congratulations to Al Schraben and the Portland St. Patrick Lady Shamrocks uh, basketball team. They won the outright CMAC championship last night by beating uh, Langsburg at home 56-29. to uh, Maddie Hansowitz had 15 points, four blocks to lead St. Pat's in the victory. Lady Meredith, who's been their leading scorer, she had 11 points, five assists. Riley Schurer had 10 points uh, as well. Just another CM, outright CMAC title for Portland St. Pat's, and they are playing... Uh, at the Fulton District next week, where they could play Fowler for a third time this year. They've split the first two times. So there you go. Congratulations. Portland St. Pat's girls basketball outright CMAC champs once again. Marketplace apartments by the Gillespie Group are in the Stadium District and provide riverfront and river trail access out the back door. They've got the social bar and lounge in the lobby, unique layouts, and you can tour any Gillespie property when you call 679-7364-679-7364. Chris Solari, the Free Press joins us after this quick timeout. We'll get a Michigan State Big Ten basketball update coming up on the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. The prestigious Abood Law Firm has offices in East Lansing and Birmingham and has been around since 1956. 332-5900, Abbott and Saginaw and East Lansing. Abood Law understands it's essential to get an attorney involved in your legal issues as early as possible. If you're dealing with legal problems, contact Andrew Abood and his great staff at Abood Law in East Lansing immediately and you'll get the help that you need and can depend on. Abood Law, we heartily endorse Andrew Abood to Bood Law 332-5900. Young or old, okay, male or female, you got some pains, you got aches, peak performance physical therapy is where you ought to start first. And they've got locations now in DeWitt, Mason, Westshire Drive and Lansing, and also Grand River Avenue in Okemos. 853-6800 is the number. Before you go through all those doctors and any of those surgeries, let their people take good care of you if they've done for so many people in the area. And hey, if you mention Stout on Sports when scheduling your evaluation, you receive a free gift when you come in for your first appointment. Peak Performance Physical Therapy. The Lansing Sports Commission is your resource for sports tournament and event planning in Michigan's capital region. As a full-service sports commission, they work with you on every aspect of your event, as dedicated to its success as you are. Greater Lansing, so convenient to reach and easy to navigate, the region is full of well-equipped, lodging, first-rate athletic venues, entertainment options for the team, and so much more. No matter the size of your event or the sport you're coming to play, you check it all out with the Lansing Sports Commission for your next great event. It's the red-hot place in Lansing, in the Frandor Shopping Center, Sparty's Coney Islands. It's where all the world's problems get solved by everybody that loves the place, and it's only open till 2 o'clock each day. The breakfast on Saturday or any 
other day are great, but those Sparty Coney Islands are fantastic. Catering carry out the works, okay? Oh, there are other items on the menu, but on Tuesdays, you can get the Sparty's Coney Island Spectacular for half price, $1.99 for Coney's. That's on Tuesday. Sparty's Coney Islands in Frandor. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want Custom Built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, Custom Built Design and Remodeling has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design-build company is, you got to Google Custom Built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Built in Okemos a great renovation company. Michigan Plumbing, a leading provider of plumbing, drain cleaning, and water heater services to homeowners in the mid-Michigan area. And you can get an expert in your home free for an evaluation. Call 322-2994. 24-7 emergency plumbing and drain services for the entire mid-Michigan area. All home plumbing emergencies, all makes and models of equipment. What a great company it is. Michigan Plumbing. And they're right when they say we exceed your expectations. See for yourself. Michigan Plumbing today. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. If you know us, then you know we're all about sports. We're the game. 7.30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. We always appreciate a few minutes of his exper- uh, expertise from the Free Press, Lansing State Journal, Gannett, Michigan State football, men's basketball beat writer Chris Solari, who was on the other end of our line. Morning, Chris. Morning, guys. Uh, hope you're staying warm today after being warm yesterday. That came up at uh, the moment we got on the air today. Brock was going through the differences from yesterday to today. 150 golfers on each course around the area, carts everywhere. Team players couldn't get on the courses today. You can get on. <laughs> you can get on today if you want to go play. Yeah, you can get on, and your, your ball might take off on you in this wind. Yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, with uh, what a week and a half to go, three games to go. Give me just a few, you know, a few thoughts off the top of your head of the state of Michigan State men's basketball. Well, I mean, the two home losses, I think, to me, are, are going to probably do some negating of that that win that they had over Illinois. So there's a little bit. I don't want to say it's an uphill fight right now to maintain being in the tournament but you know you're going to have more than likely another loss down at Purdue on Saturday and then you got to basically dial in and play your two best basketball games against Northwestern at home in Indiana I think you, you do that you, you solidify yourself in the tournament and then anything can happen when you get to Minneapolis but um, just a microcosm of the ups and downs of the entire season last week with those two games. And it's, you know, you, the, the, the problems that are there, you, you've got your outside shooters streaky, not hitting when you need to. The, the hole in the middle um, is glaring. 
so there's there's a lot of work to be done, and I think that partly, you know, and I, I kind of, I, I think that there's with the the big men with with Kohler coming back from his injury, Izzo's right now trying to figure out the the combinations of who plays best with each other, and you know that's that's going to be a challenge. I mean, you saw some Kohler and Cooper. You saw some Sissoko and uh, Cooper. You saw some Sissoko and uh, Bingham or Bingham um, Booker. Um, you saw some Booker and Cole. So it, it's going to be, you know, the next couple week, next week and a half here. That's I think his biggest priority is figuring out who are the best combinations. Not so much who's the best individual, but who who can do the, the things that the other can't to give you a more complete five out there. Would you have a suggestion for him? Ugh, I mean, it, 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 it's hard to say because it's really matchup dependent. I mean, you know, as good as Booker looked in that game, you know, I don't think Booker's a matchup against Zach Eady. You're going to have to find minutes for him when Eady's off the court. Um you know, or you have to pair him with Sissoko because Sissoko is about the only, you know, maybe Sissoko can give a little bit of the physical strength needed to not stop Zach Eadie would slow him down. Um, I, I think that Kohler and Cooper together have, have struggled, um, you know, but there's they're both individually have had some moments where they look good, but together they haven't really looked that good. So I, I it's, you know, it, I, it it's going to come down, I think, to the matchups of, of how he pairs them. And, you know, that's kind of what he's been doing here is seeing in some ways how those guys can play together and, and how they play off each other. I think the only hope they have in this game, which other teams have exploited to some degree, is I would take the ball offensively however you have to do it. Uh, right at Edie and try to get him in foul trouble. If you can get him to two fouls early in the first half or whatever, then they're out of sync like everybody else is, and they get him off the floor at that point. If you if he's on the floor, that creates obvious problems, just having him on the floor, and they leave him on. I mean, a lot of time I've watched them a great deal this winter. I don't think they're unbeatable, and I don't think they're unbeatable at home, even though they haven't lost a game at home. Because, as you know, when you watch them, if their guards shoot well, well, then they're going to win big. But a lot of times, their guards are very, very, uh, you know, you know, they're very inconsistent. And then it comes down to the end, and Edie makes enough baskets, and they win the game at home, and they've done it that way. In the Rutgers game, Purdue won by 28. But I watched that game, and Rutgers, who shot well early on, was right in the game for about 15 minutes. And then once the bottom fell out in the second half, that's where... You know, it got dicey. But I, I think a key for any team playing Purdue is you got to go at Edie and try to get him to foul because he occasionally will foul. Whether And I'll bet you, Chris, all four of those big guys at State, every one of them, they're all going to see playing time at Purdue because they're all going to get a shot to do what they do and see if they can slow them down, unless you disagree with any of that. Yeah, 20, 20 fouls to give, really. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. But, I mean, the hard part, and I think a lot of teams in the Big Ten have found this, is getting those calls against Purdue. I mean, well, Purdue is, that's another thing, uh, right. called for very many fouls this year. And, you know, you can. It, it's a great plan in theory, but, yep. you know, you, there's the third element of the game with the refereeing of, of how is it going to be called. I mean, he gets star calls, as, you know, <laughs> guys do. I think Tyson Walker's starting to get a little bit of that. We saw it down the stretch. 
Uh, but still, he's still not getting the same kind of calls that you know your top players in the league like Terrence Shannon and Edie are. Um, you know, and that's you know he's already playing through some physical issues. So you know, it, his nature of play is to play hard and physical and aggressive and go to the floor. But he's not getting the whistle, so I mean that's one element. I mean, if you can, you got to be able to get to the line. I think I don't know if you can because of the the, the nature of of the refereeing again for Purdue this year. Toward that but, end, would again, you? I, and plus, plus the crowd. I think there's a, there's a crowd aspect on on home courts that that referees. I've seen it in some places, more in Illinois, I think. Uh, but but refs do tend to get into the home crowd a little bit and. You know whether it's right or wrong, they're feeling it a little bit, and sometimes you'll hear the whistle blowing to give the home team a little bit of a benefit. Toward that end, would you have suggestions for Purdue, Northwestern, or Indiana about how to play Michigan State at this point? Tack them in the middle. I mean, what Iowa did. I mean, Iowa went at them over and over again in the middle, and they they scored a will. I mean, that's. Ultimately, that's it. I mean, that's the game plan against Michigan State. I mean, Iowa, Iowa won with four three-pointers and three foul shots on a three-pointer. So that's 15 points outside the arc and scored 78 points. That's, that's not normal in modern college basketball, really any level of basketball, where the three is, is really your, your biggest piece um, and equalizer. But, I mean, that, you can't let Michigan State's guards get hot. You can't let Aikens take open looks because he can knock down the open looks. Um, you know, and then, you know, that's if you, if you D up in the middle and shut down Hogard from scoring inside, um, that's their best option inside, him and, and Malik Hall. So take away one of those options, and it becomes a little bit dicier. And I, I think the floor spacing as well. I mean, you know, just watching that game against Ohio State, um, anytime that Mati Sissoko was in the game, he has the ball up top. His guy is sagging below the free throw line. And that's clogging things up for guards that like to drive. So, um, you know, that's part of the game plan, too. I mean, plug the middle and, and let the big guys stand outside because they don't have anybody that can shoot an elbow jumper at, at the five. So uh, between them, Aikens and Walker were 6-for-24 from the field against Ohio State. Is Walker still hurting that bad? Is that just one bad game? They'll shoot like crazy at Purdue? And I would think it's an obvious answer. If they go 6-for-24 at Purdue, it could be a long night, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's not going to say he's hurt, and that's just the, the nature of the kid. Because um, I do think he's a fear, it's one of the most fierce competitors that Izzo's had. Um, but it, it's pretty clear that his outside shot, I mean, those shots that he missed in that Ohio State game, some open looks that, you know, I mean, if you get the ball in Tyson Walker's hands for the first half of the season, he's making those shots. I mean, he's he's putting up 25, 30 points, and that hasn't happened in the last few games um, since that groin injury uh, really emerged. He, you know, I don't know if it's affecting his jump shot, but it's it's clear it's not. He's not making them nearly as much. So whether it's the effort and energy to to kind of play through it defensively, I think he's been playing well. Um, you know, he's got those quick hands and quick feet, and he's able to do the things. But it, that, on that jump shot, it's just it. There's something that, I, and I can't pinpoint it right now. 
off the top of my head or even from watching it, but there's something that's just a little bit off from the level that we've seen Tyson Walker play at for really the last two years. So uh, if you assume State loses at Purdue, that's a three-game losing streak into the final week of the season, home a week from tonight with Northwestern and then a week from Saturday at Indiana. Would you be surprised if State lost either or both of the games next week? I'd say uh, the bigger surprise uh, to me would be losing at Indiana. Um, I, I think they can beat Northwestern. They got to they got to play markedly better though than they did. And you know, obviously the Barry injury changes Northwestern a little bit. Um, so that's you got to hold home court. I mean, it's that's a desperate desperation game. You know, that's got to be back. I mean. Izzo said it, you know, their backs have been against the wall for a while, but that's one of those games that it's going to be firmly planted on, on the, the wall, and they got to come out like a wounded animal and, and really put together 40 minutes of incredible basketball, I think. And then I think if that takes care of itself, I think they go down to Indiana and win. But listen, Indiana just won a game, so, you know, you, you never know with it right now because home court is just such a, a – a, a factor. I mean, and I know. I think Indiana's on suit, on spring break, so Michigan State does catch a little bit of a, a boost there. So, uh, not having Assembly Hall at the same kind of crescendo, but I guess. And you might know a little better than me, but I, I, it seems like that place has been a mausoleum for much of the year. Well, to your point, they wanted. I don't know what happened to Wisconsin after it blew out Michigan State a second time. I mean, that team is just yeah. like they've changed all the personnel. I mean, they got beat at Michigan for crying out loud. Um, and even though they came back and they won a home game, a close, what was it, Brock? They won over the weekend. They won at home. Uh, but they've struggled. I don't know what their issue is. I mean, obviously, Michigan State caught them at the wrong time. Uh, next week, I would be surprised. It's a bad matchup, too. It's a bad matchup for them. Yeah, I mean, I would be I would be surprised if State lost to Northwestern. I mean, Brock will tell you I've had a I've had a stereotype uh, prejudice against Northwestern in almost every single sport for fifty years. Still wear those purple uniforms. They still wear those purple uniforms, and I I mean I cannot imagine them coming in here and winning next Wednesday. Uh, Indiana, I'm not so sure yet because by the time you get to that final game, State's had weird things happen to them in Bloomington, but that's then and this is now. And next up is Purdue on Saturday night. Chris, I appreciate your time. Have a good weekend in uh, Purdue, and uh, we may get caught up here because there's more season to play. And thanks for joining us this morning. All right, see you guys. Chris Solari of the Detroit Free Press and the Lansing State Journal and Gannett. To break we go, here are the news headlines. Well, they'll update you on any storm issues one way or the other from overnight into today and a whole lot more. And then we're back with our number two. You join us on the Collega Water Hotline. This is the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. We're the station you've turned to for sports for over 30 years. The Game, 7.30 a.m. The Game, 7.30 a.m. This day in sports history. February 28th, 1991. First baseman Don Mattingly was named captain of the New York Yankees. Mattingly became the 13th captain in Yankees history. He began his career with the Yankees in 1982, playing for them his entire career before retiring in 1995. Mattingly
Mattingly filled the role after it had been vacant the previous two seasons. This day in sports history on the game, 7.30 a.m. The game, 7.30 a.m. Streaming the best and nonstop sports talk now for all of Lansing in the free Game 7.30 a.m. app. Tap, tap, tap in today. Welcome to the Sparrows Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The Game 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number two this morning is brought to you by the two Washworld locations, right? Okemos and Jolly Road and I-96 at the MLK exit. All right, what is today? Wednesday. Oh, $2 off on Wednesdays. All right, there's incentive right there. Always free vacuum service gift cards available. Frequency discounts for you as well. And the best wash in town for sure, the two Wash World locations. On we go. Culling and Water Hotline is 342.63. Culling and Water Hotline, Lansing Times with us to begin our number two of the Wednesday Sparrows, Stout on Sports. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Tim and Brock. Um, listen to your commentary. I got two things to talk about very quickly. Uh, Lansing Catholic Inspection. I agree with you. Uh, climbing up a hill to beat Sexton this year. Uh, but the Catholic basketball team has changed with the emergence of a freshman center, Seth Hagerman. And he is the last three games, he's averaging about 15, 16 points a game, 16, 17 rebounds a game. And he was not doing that in the first part of the year. But he's gradually got himself as a starter now, and the team looks completely different. So that might be a twist in this game. I'm not saying that they will beat Sexton. Sexton, I think Sexton a lot, and they're they're very very good. All right. I, I uh, mean, let and me. And the question, and the other question I have: How did Tiger do in that last uh, big tournament he was in? Well, the only thanks to the only tournament he played, he pulled out in the six holes into the second round because he had the flu. So that ends that. Yeah. And when you see him again, he has not made reference to that, whether it's the Players' Championship next month or not. People or speculate Hill, yeah. that if he's going to play another one, he's going to play the players if he's going to do it. Okay. I don't know. If you know about this kid he's talking about? Seth Hanenberg. Yeah, yeah. He had 16 points, 15 rebounds, and he had four or five blocks against Eaton Rapids on Monday. Um, yeah, he, he scored very few points early on in the season. But uh, yeah, he's getting uh, Catholic. Lansing Catholic is better than now than they were early in the Their season. Their girls got beat at home last. Their night. girls got beat by Frankenmuth. Yeah, the girls got beat. They got they have five losses this season. They've played a brutally tough non conference schedule, and uh, there and there's a few teams around here that can play with them. And Portland beat them, and they could play Portland a, a third time. They split during the regular season. Could play. Uh, next week for the district championship. They're the top two seeds. All right, there you go. Uh, I have this in from the, I don't know if this is a pure green Smith tree breaking sports moment, but the athletic is reporting now, you know, uh, Irvin Johnson is part of the ownership group of the NFL's Washington commanders. Yes. So I got a local angle here. Irvin, the commanders, uh, the, uh, the athletic is reporting this morning. The Washington commander stadium naming rights deal with FedEx is going to end in 2026, two years earlier than expected. Washington is going to lose the franchise roughly $15 million and needs a new naming rights partner. Uh, FedEx is getting out of, I, I'd be, I don't know this. Mm. Uh, how much does FedEx 
pay the PGA Tour for the FedEx Cup because it's got to be massive. Oh, sure. It has got to be massive. And FedEx basically told the PGA Tour, um, we're based here in Memphis. You're going to make the Memphis tournament part of the uh, playoffs. Pretty much told them that. I'm never sure what is realistic value on naming rights of arenas, okay? Michigan and Michigan State do not have uh, commercial naming rights on any of their venues. If they did, what would the value be for the naming rights to Michigan State? Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair to ask and wonder that. And would the naming rights to Michigan Stadium be of higher value than the naming rights for the Lions at Ford Field. Mm. Even though that's NFL and that's more games and more events. And you, rem- uh, I think Michigan Stadium now has, uh, don't they have ads on their scoreboard now? Yes. I think they do. They, they didn't forever and ever and ever. And only in recent years have they succumbed to that. But they haven't changed the name of Michigan Stadium. I mean, Michigan you have Stadium. to believe somewhere down the road this issue is going to come up if colleges continuously need to find more revenue for athletic departments. At schools like Michigan and Michigan State who yeah. have not succumbed to getting big money for naming rights to their venues, especially football and basketball, uh, and, and, and if they need that revenue, what's the opposition going to be? In other words, Notre Dame Stadium. What's the value of the naming rights if uh, Notre Dame was forced to go find money to pay its athletic department bills so we're going to have to sell the naming rights to our football stadium? Uh, or Ohio State. What's the And for that matter, rank them one to four. If you were a company and the money was unlimited, where would you get the most value or bang for your buck if you could have the naming rights to any one of the following four football stadiums? Ohio Stadium, Michigan Stadium, Notre Dame Stadium, or Spartan Stadium? Notre Dame 1, Ohio, State, Ohio Stadium 2, Michigan yeah, 3, I think and MSU 4. I think I'd agree with that. I mean, in the value, I mean, in the, in the, in the cost. Right. Now, in basketball, who knows if basketball would go first and what can you get? In other words, the Breslin Center. Mm. And if you go from someone's name who you've honored, whether Which it's what, Chrysler Center, uh, Breslin Center, oh. uh, are you, is that not fair uh, to the person who got the uh, facility named in the first place. But money's going to have to go over the top of that. We're going to have to well, succumb and take Assembly the money. Assembly Hall in Indiana at Indiana is now the Simon Scott. Yep, they sold in, the naming in, rights. In, they sold the naming rights to what? He's a big donor. Doc and, asked me the other night when the Indiana-Iowa women's game, I says, who's Simon Scott? And I said, I don't know, but I'll bet it cost him. Oh, sure. That had to cost him. I don't know who he is. And it said, what, the Simon Scott Arena there? Assembly, uh, what is it? Simon Scott Assembly Hall. They still call it Assembly Hall, but yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was disingenuous of Michigan State, although I understood it, that Cobes Field went to McLean Stadium, okay? They named that in honor of what John Cobes contributed to the university. That's one side of it. The other side of it is if you don't name it McLean Stadium, that guy's not going to give you $5 million to build a baseball stadium. So which do you want? Do you want to, so they what is it to they, make improvements? They call yeah. it McLean Stadium at Cobes Field, something like that. Or is it the other way around? Whatever Cobes it Field is, is yeah. I, I, you know, I, 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 I mean, Secchia Stadium for softball. Right. So there's naming, but but that's benign because nobody pay the the general public doesn't pay attention to those venues the way they do football and basketball. Mun Arena's named after an individual. Mm-hmm. Breslin's named after an individual. Spartan's named after the, the university. 
But if it came to, and they've already lost 11 million last year. So down the road, does it become dire that the only thing we have left that we're going to have to consider is selling naming rights to our venues? Mm. And toward that end, are there companies that say, hey, that'd be good for us, General Motor Stadium at Michigan State? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, uh, before we get to the call, um, uh, a very sad uh, Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moment. You remember former Michigan defensive end Craig Rowe, who played at uh, Michigan during the Rich Rod and the Brady Hoke era? Um, he has uh, passed away due to stage four colon cancer. He did so on Monday. His wife made it public this morning. He was a very good player. He played in the played in the CFL. Only 33 years old, 18-month battle with stage four colon cancer. He passed away on Monday, just made public today. I remember him. He's a very good player. Very sad. What if we named it for Michigan State, the Lyle and Lansing Rowing Regatta oh, here we River? Go. The Lyle and Lansing Rowing River. Here we go. And I think we can put that to them for a quick $5 million a year or something around those lines. And we'd use that name. I'd say, well, there's a regatta here, the Big Ten Regatta coming up at Lyle and Lansing Rowing Center. I don't know what to Center. say, folks. Oh, son of a gun, look who's on the Culligan Water Hotline on this Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you for the recognition. <laughs> Right, 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 right where I'd like to be in a boat right now. I mean, I would say we could call. I'm willing to sell you the naming rights to our house. I'm going home to the Lyle and Lansing house. <laughs> <laughs> good for me, and, and better yet, good for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of whining today. Um, I know you're married to an educator, and we've had her and I have had discussions about you know test scores and stuff, but I do not like it. I do not like it when they say we graduated 75% of our students or that Michigan's 43rd in the nation in reading. And I know what a reading hound she is. You know, if you can't read, you can't do nothing. You can't do anything. You can't even put a, can't even put a kid's puzzle together. Um, I just, why Why is that? Why Why do we have such low reading scores? Do you, do you attribute what's going on to the pandemic or what? Why in the world would you think I would know the answer to that? I mean, I have well, all I can. An educator, I know she's got to tell you that just drives her crazy to see that Michigan ranks 43rd in ranking, you know, in fourth grade students. I mean, that is absurd. Yeah, but I don't ask her questions like that. I ask Why? her questions like, do we have any more steak sauce? Do we, <laughs> I mean, do we, <laughs> do, you know, do I need, uh, you know, I mean, do we have clean sheets? So, uh, you know, I, th those things, you know, I mean, I don't ask her any of that stuff. I mean, first of all, do I really care? I, what you're making reference to is what the Lansing School District announced yesterday, a record high graduation rate uh, of 76%. There's 25, oh, just drives me crazy. I can't even get my arms around it. But I'd be curious to know, what is the gra what's the graduation rate in New York public schools? What's the graduation rate in Los Angeles public schools, Chicago public schools? What is it for comparison? And my sense is, is there are probably a lot of students in some of the urban school districts that don't have the same, you know, opportunities that kids in the bedroom communities have. So understandably, a dropout rate would probably be higher for a lot of things that have nothing to do with being in the classroom itself. Is that fair to say? I mean... Yeah, and, and the, look at the rankings here just locally. Paloma, Westphalia graduates 97% of their students. 97%, DeWitt, 96% some of the two highest ones in the area. I think that's tremendous, tremendous. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, hey, we're going to settle for 75%. Well, but if you, you know, took that would, the, but in fairness to the Lansing School District, if you took the kids that were enrolled in school there from all the different backgrounds they have economically and go put them at Paloma, Westphalia, see how much lower that graduation rate's going to be. 
I mean, I, I, I mean, I think you're looking at apples and oranges there. You don't have the same type of kids in urban areas that grew up with the same, you know, advantages, opportunities set up that others did. I mean, did they come from broken homes? Did they come from single parent families? Did they, you know, where do they come from? What's the, you know, the education they have in the first place and so on and so forth. I have no idea whether 76% is good, bad, or indifferent for a school system that size, other than the fact that, you know what, if nothing else, offer them an encouragement and congratulations, because if that's a record, great, keep it up and keep it moving higher. Is that fair to say? I would line up with that if it continues to improve, but I uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, now sports question. Which team in the Central Michigan area that you guys cover goes the farthest in the tournament? Would it be uh, Langsburg? Would it be... Oh, you're Miami? talking the high schools. High school boys basketball. Who goes the farthest? Well, Brock, you're the, you know, you're the, on the boys' side. Yeah. I mean... I, I, it, I mean, I think it's reasonable to guess that Langsburg's got a shot to get to where they got a year ago in the quarterfinals. And then once you get there, you know, now we got to, you know, I think East Lansing could do that, but they're going to have to play very well. But I yep. think they're capable of playing yeah, very well. I agree. I, I, I'm, I don't think any Lansing, of them are. Do they go east or go west from here? Who's that? East Lansing. East Lansing. They go west. Uh, if they get through the Mason District, they go to Kalamazoo Central, where, where, bleh, where they would play the winner of the Grand Ledge District. Let's just say Waverly for arguments. But sake. I don't see any of them around here getting to the Breslin Center. I don't see any. Really? I don't see any of them. I just, I don't Nobody think any, got there last year. I just don't think any of them are good enough. I, I just think once you get, I mean, they'll get through the districts and the regionals and the quarterfinals, the end game, if they don't, if they make it through the regionals to begin with. Now, would I be shocked if East Lansing made it? No. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Langsburg made it. If, if Langsburg made it, Langsburg to me, the, to me, the red flag for Langsburg, as good as that record is, and 47 out of 48 stands by itself. I just think the caliber of competition from the league play that they, you know, the, the other night they played a league game won by 63 points. That's not going to happen when they get into the region. Outside of P.W. and Fowler, I would agree with that. P.W. Uh, and Fowler are very good this year, but especially P.W. And furthermore, you. when they get in a tight game with everything that they've had achieved, you know, different players react to that differently. And that kid's going to get guarded and targeted by better players about Xander than what he's seen thus far. Now, look, I'm not taking I'm rooting for him. OK, they've had a phenomenal run. They're probably never going to see a run like that in school history moving forward because it's tough to have any run where you win 47 out of 48. They're a heavy favorite to win their district uh, and likely would get through the regional in Division Three. But I just think once you get past that, now you're playing teams that have been probably through tougher schedules and maybe are just better teams than what you've played getting there. I root for them, but I think the competition really ramps up. You know, and that's a case for a lot of teams from small communities. They'll have a phenomenal regular season and maybe win their district. And they're undefeated and the tears flow because we got beat when we... we but, but that they're playing a better team when you go through the state tournament, right? Fair to say? Yeah, fair to say. Oh, yeah, when you got up this morning, did you look out and see if there's any trees? In Absolutely. I told Brock when I, I walked in, I, I said the, fir the first thing I said, because we lost a big tree in the last one, and I went looked all around... That could still change. It's windy today, um, but uh, so far so good. Yeah, because the ground's saturated and that loosens up the roots. It does. I believe me. I thought about it. You know, I mean, I I thought about it. I mean, I didn't have any trouble waking up listening to that thunder rolling over last night. So it went over <laughs> no, us too. No kidding. 
See you later. We'll go to break. Culligan Water Hotline. I've got a couple other angles here. ESPN is asking this morning a question amongst its staff. Name the top five sports, generally speaking, that are hardest to play well. So I came up with five in order. Then I came up with my own. Name the top five sports that are hardest to win at betting legally. What are the top five sports that are the hardest to bet legally and win money? That and more when we return. This is the Wednesday Sparrow Stud on Sports. City Limits in Mason. What a gathering place for people who've enjoyed bowling and just recreation and get-togethers for a number of years. And it's going hot and heavy and it's safe and sound. And you ought to see all the people in the parking lot who enjoy City Limits every single day. You can sign up for a bowling league for a special occasion seven days a week after a game or go watch games on the big screen TV. City Limits on Cedar Street in Mason. Everybody knows where it is and everybody loves it. You'll love City Limits Cedar Street in Mason. Infinity Chiropractic, serving our area for 40 years under the ownership of Dr. Harry Satimi. Their offices cover the area between East Lansing, St. Joe Highway, and Lansing and Grand Ledge. They're always accepting new patients. They welcome patients of all ages and enjoy caring for infants, children, expectant mothers, and families. Stop in at any of the three offices and be sure to find a family. You'll see they're having their spines checked and fixed. A total of six chiropractors between the three offices. Infinity Chiropractic. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business, trust me, and they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's at 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn team, realtors who truly get results for anything real estate. It hasn't changed through the years. The best in casual fun dining throughout mid-Michigan Dusties on Grand River Avenue in Okemos. What a wonderful place for special occasions. And the tap room, far more casual next door, but just as popular in so many ways. Gift cards are available. And if there's a gift you need for that hard-to-find-someone-for-any-occasion, the gift baskets and other items are spectacular. Check out all the great wines from around the world and the delicatessen. Something for everyone. Dusty's Grand River Avenue in Okemos. A high five to Dewey Brampson's three great area restaurants of different offerings. Beggar's Bank, what Abbott Road, East Lansing, off the main strip, a Superstar in the area since 1973. Great happy hours from 4 to 6 Monday through Friday with a wonderful wine and beer list. Great for private parties. The Nut House, downtown Lansing, across from the ballpark. Michigan Avenue, any great gathering is there for you before or after big events. And the Harrison Roadhouse, Michigan and Harrison in East Lansing, a bustling bar and grill with hearty pub grub and a whole lot more. Those are the great three from Dewey Bramson. Hey, Michiganders, take them back. For decades, the state returned 90% of bottles and cans, making the state number one in the nation. Today, Michigan is only returning a disappointing 75%. State can do better, and it starts with you. Michigan's 10-cent deposit is a convenient and simple way to keep the streets, parks, and waterways clean, all while conserving valuable resources. These are your roads, your lakes, beaches, and your dimes, so take them back. The message brought to you by ShoePan, a Michigan company delivering sustainable material solutions since 1968. Golf is never out of season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. Regardless of the weather or the time of the year, you can practice with the facilities. And the 
the pro shops have all kinds of spectacular apparel and Michigan State artifacts you really can't find anywhere else. Great for gift-giving ideas at any time of the year. Online, golf.msu.edu for everything Michigan State. And the 2024 season has got a lot of opportunities for golfers everywhere. Forest Acres Complex Golf at Michigan State. One of the special sports eateries in our area right across from Municipal Ballpark at Lansing Steakhouse Philly. A relaxed bar and eatery with sports on TV serving classic and creative cheesesteaks plus Greek fare that you'll enjoy. For dine-in or take-out, friends get together. Before and after Michigan State events, the campus is nearby. Open at 11 a.m. each day. Get the menu online at SteakhousePhilly.com. 337-2210. What a wonderful place you'll enjoy anytime. Steakhouse Philly. Have you got your appointment for your taxes for Mid-Michigan Tax? Because you need the appointment and then you're good to go. You know with confidence the return that you submit is going to be accurate whether what you have to pay or what you get in a refund. 694-9545. Deb Allerding's people at MidMichigan Tax. That's the best tax service we've seen in our area, but you do need an appointment. And they also do payroll as well for smaller companies. MidMichigan Tax to help you forever at 694-9545. From Mud Ice Arena to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. Time we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Calling a water hotline is 340-263. Our email address is tim.stout at wylx.com. Chris Solari was t- telling us, remember we were talking about naming rights possibly for the Breslin Center eventually? He texted both of us and saying, guys, remember, MSU Athletics doesn't own the Breslin. Right. That's RHAs. And I said, who is RHA? Residence Hall Association runs the building, not athletics. He says, remember, guys, it's the Breslin Student Event Center, not Breslin Arena. Right. But I'm Michigan not, State University owns the Breslin Center and can figure out whatever it needs to do he, to raise revenue for whatever cause it has. He's not entirely sure how any naming rights could be handled or where the money would technically go. He doesn't know that. Well, I don't know that it would ever come to that. Yeah, I don't know either. You know, I, I don't know whether it would come to that. Furthermore, I'll ask you this. So you just ranked them in order. Which naming rights on those four Midwest, Big Ten, and Notre Dame college football stadiums would command the biggest naming rights? Which one would of those four would command the largest protest from its following? Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State? Which now one that's the, tight. That's tight. I would, say, I would say Notre Dame. I would say Michigan. No, I... Believe me, there would be uh, there'd okay. be objections from all four. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. There with would that. be objections from all four. I agree with that. And the simple argument to your falling was, if you know, if I don't get the revenue here, it's we're going to have to raise ticket prices, right or wrong, accurate Which or inaccurate. Already out of uh, too expensive anyway. Now, I, 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 I don't, I, you know, that's it's a drastic measure for those four, considering through the decades. Of everything that's going on, it's still Ohio Stadium, it's still Notre Dame Stadium, it's still Michigan Stadium. Spartan Stadium has not had that long. It used to be Macklin Field. When did it change? In the 50s, I want to say in the 50s, it changed from Macklin Field to Spartan Stadium. Uh, But, you know, and and not every, you know, power Division I school 
uh, has naming rights on its stadium. Correct. But they've all, you know, I don't see any of these budgets getting cut back of significance. So, again, where you, and there's only so many media rights out there. There's only so many conference affiliations you can pay. There's only so many ticket price increases and all that kind of thing. So where, if you need more revenue, where's it going to come from? When when they all discuss this, what comes up? And it's probably different school. To, there's only so mm-hmm. many donors out there. Right. So where's all that revenue going to come from? And it comes up this morning because the Washington commanders of the NFL are losing the naming rights to FedEx uh, Field uh, two years earlier uh, than they thought for $7.5 million a year. I don't know what Ford pays for Ford Field, but somehow that's the the Ford family paying itself. Yeah, Uh, Little Caesars Arena is somewhat the same way. I mean, Little Caesars is supporting, you know, ownership of the Illiches and I to believe begin the with. Red, and I believe the Red Wings own that arena. All right. Uh, I believe they do. So ESPN asked this morning, I'll be in when I get to this, because, we, you know, we're busy on the Culligan Water Hotline. We will get to this, because I did come up with five. And that's great for arguments, because no one would ever agree to it all the way across the board. And I'm trying to think of more and more and more sports. ESPN Radio, or ESPN TV asking its people this morning, Name the five toughest in order sports to perform well. The key there isn't the five toughest sports. It's the five toughest sports to perform well. I'll get to that after we go to Holt and Karnak on the Wednesday Sparrow Stone on Sports. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, just had a quick question. I thought I heard on the sports update yesterday, was that Brian Lewerke was trying for a shot with the Michigan Panthers? And then I also heard that, like, one of my boys from Ferris State, another one from Grand Valley was trying to do the same thing. Uh, I, I, I can't help you there. I don't you know, know more than we do. Uh, where you heard it uh, was not here because I don't know anything about it. It was you know, the one guy that does the sports updates at the top of the hour. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not always tuned into exactly what we're always doing yeah, something, so we don't that. always hear what he says. <laughs> but that's, I mean, Brian Lewerke, you know, Obviously, he had a, a good run with Michigan State, but now he's fighting to like get on to the Michigan Panthers. So it just shows sometimes, like you say, if you have a quarterback, you can do good things. Or if you have uh, a good running back like Walker the third, that uh, kind of made a big difference that year. Yeah. Well, uh, listen again at the top of the hour. Maybe he has more one way or the other. Uh, we were out getting coffee. I was using the restroom. I could. I didn't hear that. So but if ESPN anyway. Television came to me and says, "So Tim, what are your five toughest sports to play, in order?" Now, I, I mean, one hardest all the way down to number five. Correct? Uh, yeah. I, I, and, right. and I've changed on this a little bit, okay? Because uh, there are going to be sports in here that you know, you know, like the exports. Do you count those? I would. Oh, say, the extreme, like uh, skateboarding and all that stuff. I got gotcha. you. I would Those say are difficult, yes. I think there's two that stand out to me as the toughest to perform well. Okay, go. Gymnastics and downhill skiing. Gymnastics and downhill skiing, to me, are the two toughest okay. sports to perform well. Can you downhill ski as a five-year-old? Yeah. Yes. On the bunny run, you can do that. But at the highest level... How easy do you think it is to go on those slaloms and downhills at the level... Like Michaela Schifrin. ...of the highest level of competition? So I would probably say downhill skiing, one. Gymnastics, two. Mm. Then after that, you tell me, is it tougher to perform well, three, four, and five, baseball, hockey, or golf? Which of of those three, which one's the toughest to perform well? Golf. Three, I, I think hockey, go, four, go, baseball, five. I think you can make a case 
for those three in any order. Of you could. Two, three, four. But I, I think the hardest one of them all is downhill skiing one, gymnastics two. I have three. Uh, I have hockey. Oh, yeah, because you got to learn to skate first. I have golf four. Yeah. And I have baseball five. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. But but that's or open. Maybe I had golf but my three. guess is that could be argued in many, many different absolutely. ways. Oh, now, absolutely. Now, can anybody just grab a golf club and go hack a ball? Yeah, you can do that. Can you go do it and shoot five under par and compete on a PGA Tour? See how easy that yeah. is. Football is very difficult because of the physical contact involved, like hockey. Can I get a get into a baseball JV game and hit some, you know, hit balls everywhere? Or can I face a 95-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball? you know, at the major league level but or a curveball or whatever it is. But you can also play two games in one day and not really hurt yourself physically all that much. Right. So but I said physically perform. demanding. And, and then, uh, and, uh, you know, so, but, and then, uh, so what, hockey, golf. But I, I didn't know where to put wrestling, but I guess I have that six. Because you can just okay. get around and grapple with anybody, but can you do it against the best people at your, uh, at your weight class? Mm. But to me, from what I've observed, I would think downhill skiing at the highest level is brutally difficult to do, to mm -hmm. learn. Um, but, and so I, whether, I don't know how ESPN, I don't know how they all answered that. Then if I said to you, what is the toughest sport legally to bet and win? And what is the easiest sport, if easy is the right term, what sport gives you the best chance to be successful betting and winning? Of, of the legal sports that are out there that you can bet. Well, Phil Mickelson always said betting on the NFL was difficult, insanely uh, difficult. I, that's right up there. I, betting I think on betting the, NFL, the NFL is brutally because, difficult. Because, the, because it's so, the difference between I think between it's harder than it is in the NBA and the NHL. Like the Pistons last night. Are they awful? They're awful. But when I saw, you know, they're 10 and a half and an underdog. In the NBA, they don't play to blow you out anymore. I mean, ten and a half is a huge spread. They, not only did they cover, they won by ten themselves. Won, won it outright. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean if you just unload on the NBA, you're going to win. Um, how about horse racing? Oh, geez. Who, who knows the horses? You know Other what I mean. Other than Daily Double, you know, he, 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 his horses have turned into glue. Uh, the glue factories. I mean, his horses turn Sound right. Like Mad Dog, there. That's something he would say. I mean, his horses. I mean, you know, you got to go the other way. Uh, but horse race, generally speaking, I mean, you know, when you go to the track, do you know? I mean, or, or the do the dog track, same same thing. Yeah, betting at the track. Uh, what about betting baseball? Because you can the, bet the, it. You can, but it's too difficult to like to read the be the baseball lines how they how they work out. I mean, at the football end of it, I think you have a better chance of success, generally speaking, betting college yes, football than I you agree. do the NFL. I totally agree with I mean, that. My guess totally. is Michigan's got a better chance to cover on Michigan State especially this last fall, it, you know, you kind of know going in quasi. But if you take my point spreads, I can make it tough for everybody. But in the NFL, it's I, the NFL's hard enough just to pick the outright winners of the game. Which is why it's hard to bet, yeah. So now you put point spreads on those things, which is why all these draft services are out there. I mean, it was hard enough to bet the Super Bowl between Kansas City and San Francisco. San Francisco, for whatever reason, was the favorite in the game. They were. They were the favorite in the game. And for those who poo-pooed that, the game did go to overtime. So, you know, it had to be pretty close either way. And like Brock says, Mickelson always said, you cannot make money betting the NFL on a regular basis, no. 
Uh, I'm not adept at that. I, I, I would think to some degree it's college football, but you and I are in the same pool, and you've seen how tough it is. It ain't easy. To cover those spreads. It ain't easy. So I tell Brock, when he's betting those high school games on Friday night. No, no, no. I don't bet high school games. Well, I mean, you're, he does those you're, picks. You're a, you're, you're, yeah, when you, you do those you picks on Friday night. On and I see that. I said, gee, you've got so-and-so beating so-and-so. One's 0-5, and the other's 5-0. and oh. Boy, you sure do know your stuff. But let me put about 25 and a half on that. Well, let's see who you like. I, as a subscriber... Point spreads on high school games. Yep, I as a, as a subscriber, I'm trying to uh, get a petition started so that when you guys come in Friday morning in the paper with those high school football picks, we handicap them. Because anybody can go 9-1 and one the way you guys are doing it. Anybody. Well, I can go ten and zero. Yeah, because we have morals for when it you comes guys to, stuff to have like an off day. You go nine and one. Yeah, yeah, that's an off day. If you go nine and one, people are going past you. Uh, but toward that end, the high schools are probably easy because the game outcomes are probably more predictable. The disparity right? in talent between good and bad teams are much greater in high school than they are in college, and then the NFL. But anyway, ESPN asked that today. What are the five toughest sports to perform uh, at a high level? So I said downhill skiing one, uh, gymnastics two, uh, three. I had uh, hockey four, four golf and five baseball. Now yeah, those who perform with all those sports will say, "Oh no, it's much tougher to do what I do than it is to do the other sports." Oh, like football and hockey. You know, well, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Take that for whatever. I mean, basketball is not easy to play at the highest level, but you know. The, Watching, if you watch an NBA game and you watch a college or high school game nowadays, it's almost a different sport. Well, that doesn't sport. mean at the highest level any of the sports are easy. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think it's easy to be a star in the NFL? I'd say no. No. Do you think it's easy to be a star in uh, a star swimmer? Probably not. No. I mean, that, that's why it's all subjective to begin with. But to perform it well and now participating, you can participate in a lot of sports, but you're just not at the highest elite level. Uh, well, you know what would probably be the easiest, maybe, and it still would be very difficult. But bowling in one game, talking one game, a 140 average bowler can beat one of the top pros on the PBA tour or the or the women's tour. All right, where in we, one game, track and field. Okay, you, either you're fast or you aren't. Although. Yeah. It's a lot tougher to be good at the pole vault than it is, say, to be... Or the high jump. The 100-meter like, dash, because yeah. you're either... The, the good Lord either gave you speed or he didn't, right? How easy is it in soccer? Uh, a lot of kids play soccer. Oh, a ton of kids play soccer. And a lot of those games are one to nothing and two to one. So can you blend in there in the middle? And even though you didn't score, a lot of others didn't score either. You can take that for whatever it's worth. Although they're the top-level soccer players get paid pretty well. Oh, my goodness, yes. To break we go, and back we come. The Colorado Water Hotline is 342-63. Our email address, tim.stout at wilx.com. On we go. This is the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up after we're done at 1 o'clock, it is Mike Greenberg, ESPN Radio, then a full three hours of The Huge Show, and ESPN Radio after that tonight. On 1240 WJIM, uh, 7 o'clock to 8, it is a uh, special Wednesday edition of the Adam Nightingale Coaches Show. That's what's on tap. The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. In these uncertain times, two things are critical keeping costs down, and your ability to communicate. 
The antenna men can install a new TV antenna and save you money by cutting the cord with cable and satellite. And Cell Signal Pros can install a cell booster to improve your in-home communications for increased cellular usage. Call the antenna men and Cell Signal Pros seven days a week. Watch TV for free with the antenna man. The antenna man. Prestige Wine Imports, importers of a distinguished and diverse portfolio of high-quality Italian wines from the Italian Alps to Sicily. Well, they've now made their way to the mid-Michigan area, and the Sonoroso and Mezza Corona wines are as popular as ever with mid-Michigan wine enthusiasts. You can find the Sonorosos and Mezza Coronas at Dusty's Cellar in Okemos on Grand River Avenue. Ask Matt Rhodes about those, and maybe he'll give you a taste test. Or Horrocks on the west side. Sonoroso and Mezza Corona wines, you'll love them. Ozzy, the official jeweler of Sparrow Stout on Sports. Kitty corner from the Frandor Shopping Center with such convenient parking. But maybe you need some consultation. You can call Brooke Humble and the staff anytime at 332-7900. Every day is a special day at Ozzy Jewelers, the best jewelry store anywhere we say in Michigan, let alone the mid-Michigan area. The number again, 332-7900. For that special occasion at any time, Ozzy Jewelers to the rescue for you. The best barbecue in our area, brisket, beef, everything under the sun, smoke and pig barbecue. On West Saginaw near the Lansing Mall, Brian Torok says, hey, we've got our trailer that'll go to all the special occasions, maybe yours at any time during the year. And the sports bar was within a year old now with many big screen TVs and all the mouth-watering menu items for you at any time of the day or night. Go to the website for Smoke and Pig Barbecue for any special occasion. Treat your friends and guests to the best mouth-watering barbecue anywhere. Well, spring is about two months away, right? You can call Pure Green today for a quote for lawn service, okay, coming up this season. 703-1111 or online visit puregreenlawn.net. Prepay and early season pricing is available. Compare the price and service to your current company to make a 2024 upgrade on your lawn service. There is no company we found that is good at what they do as Pure Green Smith Tree at 703-1111. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom built. In Okemos, for more than 15 years, custom built design and remodeling has been the leading full service design build remodeling company at Michigan and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google Custom Build in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. For more than 60 years, Dean Transportation and Dean Trailways have connected students to learning, public schools to our communities, sports teams to their championships, and you to a purpose-filled career. As the official ground transportation provider of Spartan Athletics, Dean Trailways is the state's premier motor coach provider, connecting you to pure Michigan experiences. To learn more about group travel and to join the Dean team as our next champion driver, visit DeanJobs.com today. That's DeanJobs.com. Dean Transportation is hiring school bus drivers and service technicians to support Lansing Schools and Ingham ISD. Bus drivers started up to $22 and competitive wages for service technicians. Dean has immediate openings and provides CDL training with increased earning pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours and more. Dean Transportation is the career choice for you. And you can apply at DeanJobs.com and start training for your next route. 
Leading Edge Golf across from Okemos High School. Everything for the golfer for the coming season, right? 349-7274. Jolly Road across from Okemos High School, six days a week, 12 months a year. Everything for the season from the leading retailer in our area, Leading Edge Golf. Time out. We're, We're back, back for, for more sports. sports. It's the game. 7.30 a.m. Oh, I think I pulled a hammy. From the Driven Collision Studios, on we go. Uh, ESPN is making a big deal out of tennis. Should be one of the five toughest sports to play well. Is that <sighs> at, fair to say? At the highest level, very, very difficult because the best players in the world are, are all-time great. I'm not sure... <coughs> Excuse me, I had to. S- <coughs> hey, live radio, got to sneeze sometimes. Apologize for that, but I- I'm not sure I agree with <coughs> whoever said that about tennis. And I love tennis; I'm a huge tennis fan. But I'm not sure I'd put that in the top five. Uh, all right, we've got uh, some Big Ten basketball here uh, to grind on. There's a couple of games to grind on here that have nothing to do with the Michigan State Purdue game. Let's start tomorrow night with a thrill in Manila, Michigan or Rutgers. Well, they're going to have Doug McDaniel back. Uh, the, the, the Rutgers, had, what, they lost to Michigan, didn't they? Not in Ann Arbor. I think they did. And, no, and, no, didn't they blow a lead? No, no, no. As Rutgers won 69-59 in February, earlier this month. The rematch, 8.30 tomorrow night, broadcast live on Fox Sports 1. Doesn't get much better than that. Mm. Michigan comes in 8-20. and 20. Three and fourteen in the Big Ten with three to go. Right, but if they're going to get one, Brock, this is going to be probably. I mean, they have Nebraska home in a game at Ohio State. I would think this one might be. And Brock says, like the lines for basketball don't come out till the morning of the game. But I'm immediately going to make Rutgers a five and a half point favorite if they beat them by ten in Ann Arbor. But to Brock's point, Doug McDaniel, Michigan's, you know, best player. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Michigan's best player. Best player. Who had been prohibited. They were 0-6 with him out of the lineup for road games. They were 0-6. He hasn't played a road game since January 6th when they played Penn State. Lost that. So he gets to play tomorrow night when Michigan plays at Rutgers. Rutgers is 14-13 on the season, 6-10 at the Big Ten. It's a big one at Jersey Mike's Arena. Rutgers needed revenue. Jersey Mike's to the rescue. Because that was the rack, wasn't it? The Rutgers Mm -hmm. Athletic Center? Yep. That's Jersey Mike's Arena. So that one's tomorrow night at 8 Who do you like? Straight up. Can Michigan and if Michigan and by the way, Michigan is 16 and 3 all-time in men's basketball against Rutgers, 7 and 1 at Rutgers Arena. Uh well, they'll be 16 and 4 and 7 and 2 cuz they're not Michigan's not winning that one. So you have so do you have Michigan winning at Ohio State? No. And the season finale a week from this coming weekend at home against Nebraska. Nope. Nope. So you got them going 0 for 3 and finishing 8 and 23 and 3 and 17 in the Big Ten. And then they'll, well, they'll, then they'll play the 11-14 game in the Big Ten tournament uh, uh, two weeks from today. ESPN says curling is the fourth hardest sport to nah, play I disagree well. with that. That's, that's, oh, that's Chris Mad Dog Russo. That's his opinion. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I disagree with that. I mean, I can tell you curling isn't the toughest because I've seen Doc sweep it at home. And she has no trouble sweeping everything up with no sweat whatsoever. So if she can sweep it home easily, she can sweep one of those discs, can't she? Yeah, the the, the, uh, the They rocks, have baseball yeah. one, golf two, tennis three, curling four, and football five. I got curling and football out of there. I can understand tennis, golf, and baseball. Where's gymnastics? Where's downhill skiing? Tell those guys to go up to the top. Yeah. How about ski jumping? 
Although I, I lump that together with skiing. Yeah. I lump okay. it all together yeah. in the same general sport I don't skiing. have baseball number one. Baseball players and people, they say, oh, it's the hardest game. That's why we deserve all the money we get. No, it's the least physically demanding. All right. So the women's uh, regular season of Big Ten ends this weekend. Right? Sunday, I believe, are the okay, last game. Okay, the games. Sunday game, it's almost as if it was pre-scripted. They knew something. Ohio State's at Iowa. They played earlier in Columbus, and Ohio State won in overtime. That's, That's the game where Caitlin got wiped out going off the floor. Luckily, she wasn't seriously hurt. You know, who would you make the favorite in that game? Ohio State at Iowa, women's basketball on Sunday. What Brock wants to know is, will Caitlin Clark announce after the game she's returning to Iowa? She certainly wouldn't do it if she said she's leaving. And by the way, how do they treat her? Did they treat her like a graduating senior or not? Do they... Um do they automatically retire her number before? I, I think that's very possible. I would make Ohio State about a four-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. I think Ohio State's Whoa, emerged. Really? I, I, and by the One way. One o'clock on Fox on Sunday, March 3rd. So this coming Sunday. Second-ranked Iowa. Second-ranked Ohio State at sixth-ranked Iowa. That's 1 o'clock on Fox. I'll, I'm, I'll take Iowa. I think they'll win. I will make the over and under on Ohio State's layups in the game at 20 and a half and probably bet the over because that's only 40 points because they are going to you score. You are really down on their interior defense. They don't have any. I don't know if they have any or not because I've never seen 20 it. 20 and a half. Okay. I would say the over and under on layups by Ohio State will be 20 and a half and I would make the over and under on Ohio State points at 88 and a half. Okay. They are going to score. Okay. They are, well, they hit 100 on them in Columbus. Now, well, that was they, an overtime. It took overtime, but yeah. But but they hit 100 on them. For a quote-unquote elite team, Iowa is defensive-free. They give up layups as fast as Caitlin Clark can get down and fire away. They're going right back down the other end of the floor and laying it up and in. And Ohio State knows that. And Ohio State has interior players. So, on the, I mean, I can't believe I'm talking about a women's game between Ohio State and but Iowa. But Caitlin's involved, so. Well, and Ohio State's good. As goofy as their players are, they, they're talented. And they're they're, what, they're the than, number two team in America. They're less goofy than they have been. They're in less goofy years. than they have been. They had three starters on the bench with foul trouble in the Breslin Center and uh, had a what a thirty-two point lead. That's pretty strong because Michigan State's not bad. And they're not bad at home. I would make Ohio State a four and a half point favorite on Iowa Senior Day. And all then, those Iowa fans could be disappointed to watch them all go out with a loss. And Tim, all fourteen teams finish on Sunday. Ohio State at Iowa at 1 o'clock. Minnesota at Penn State at 1 o'clock. Uh, Northwestern at Rutgers at 2 o'clock. Oh, there's another thrill in Manila. That's a high school game. Northwestern at Rutgers on the women's side. That is a high school game. 8-20 and 20 against 8-22. and 22. That possibly could be the first Big Ten game in history to have two teams in the same game record a loss. Michigan State at Wisconsin at 2. I'm just shaking my head, folks. Maryland at 14th-ranked Indiana at 3 o'clock. I like Indiana in that one. Nebraska at Illinois at 3 o'clock. And then 7 o'clock, Purdue at Michigan. Well, the bigger thing's going to be the seeding for the Big Ten Women's Tournament right. the following week in Minneapolis. Because right. when it gets down to the weekend, some of those semifinal games ought to be pretty decent matchups. Although... I'll I'll predict Michigan State makes the semifinals, but I'd have to see who they play. I don't Probably think they, Nebraska. I don't think they can beat Ohio State. Probably Nebraska. And I think it would be a toss up with Iowa and Nebraska, a toss up, and Maryland. Well, and let, Indiana. Tim, be a toss up. Doesn't mean they can't okay, win. They let, could win. We got two minutes here. Let me look at the standings. I can tell you what the seedings are going to be, or have an idea. 
Uh, it looks like Ohio State's going to be number one. Indiana and Iowa will be two and three. That's pretty definite. Now you're getting down to Nebraska and Michigan State. That's four or five. Now that's important because if Michigan State finishes fifth, they get a single buy, not a double buy. But they're they going to finish 12 and six because they're going to win the last yeah, two and right. finish 22. And they're not losing at home to Illinois and they're not losing at Wisconsin. But if Nebraska wins their last game, which is on Sunday, they finish a better 12 and six because Nebraska beat, Michigan, beat Michigan State Michigan in December. State. And that's another one I can't quite figure yep. out, but they did. So that would make Michigan State the number five seed and they would have to play the 12-13 winner on Thursday of the Big Ten tournament. So 12-13, I mean, they'll just, they'll hang one. That'll be either Minnesota, Purdue, Northwestern, or Rutgers. And I suppose, I guess you could... Well, eh. Minnesota beat them by 19. Call me crazy, I'd make State about a 19-point favorite in the rematch. I don't know how they ever lost that game to them. That's that's the mystery game of the year. Just a bad game. Was losing at Minnesota 69 to 50 and getting 50 points doing it. I I mean, I just can't imagine that. Coach Fralick said it was just a bad game. No kidding. Yep, just a bad game. I'll tell you what, you can't get much past her. I guess that's pretty accurate. But you can't figure that out, Tim. I can, I can see losing 69 to 67. Okay. I can see losing 69 to 65. You're going to be critical because they lost by 19. Go take a look at Minnesota's record. Yeah. Go take a look at them. Yeah, they're uh, 15 and 12, Tim. Look at the Big Ten record. 5 and 11. 5 and 11 and beat State by 19. But but you, that's right, your scale, if a team that is mediocre, you think they're awful. Awful. See? Horrible. See? I'm glad we got to go to break. <laughs> I, I just... We got an hour coming know, up. You guys know, you get the water. people know. Horrible. Yep. Uh, 342.63, that's the Culligan Water Hotline. On we go. This is the Wednesday Sparrow Stud on Sports. This day in sports history. February 28th, 1991. First baseman Don Mattingly was named captain of the New York Yankees. Mattingly became the 13th captain in Yankees history. He began his career with the Yankees in 1982, playing for them his entire career before retiring in 1995. Mattingly filled the role after it had been vacant the previous two seasons. This day in sports history on the game, 730 a.m. Sports Opinions. And you, the station Lansing turns to for sports. Turns to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. Welcome to the Sparrows Down on Sports. On Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the dean of mid-Michigan sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan, here's the dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number three this morning is brought to you by Capital Region International Airport. And as we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first. It can be so convenient. The airport is growing with the extra flights coming this year. We'll pass them on when we get them. Aveloair.com. Discount tickets, Lansing, Orlando, and back Thursdays and Sundays. Apple Vacations. Google it. You'll find out where they go from Lansing to the Caribbean in the season. And on we go here with the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Uh, we mentioned this earlier uh, that it's too bad. We've talked about women's basketball, men's Big Ten basketball, 
uh, we may or may not hear an hour number three from Michigan State hockey coach Adam Nightingale. And yes, uh, you're, he is available right now, so you can go ahead and uh, not Adam, but uh, oh, gotcha. Okay, uh, so go. you can go ahead and get our next guest. We'll ask him about the most difficult sports. And I already had an email in this regard who says, Hi, Tim, competitive swimming is, in my opinion, a most demanding sport. I'm a senior who never knew how to swim. I learned to swim when I was 52 years young. Well, good for you, uh, because obviously it's a great way to stay in shape. But I say that you could probably, and look, you're either, in my opinion, you got God-given talent to learn how to run fast, swim fast, drive a race car fast. The great thing about such a thing is that everybody has a different opinion and your favorite sport to perform at the highest level, uh, that uh, in your own mind would be very difficult. Let's face it, almost every sport is very difficult to perform at the highest level. Is that fair to say, Brock? What's the easiest sport to perform at the highest level? What's the easiest sport? Like I said, I talking. Oh, stop. No, I I think it'd be bowling or darts. Uh, I've done both, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that necessarily was the talent the good Lord gave me yeah, was no, necessarily I in I mean, bowling. You and, can, talk about bet. You can bet on darts, I mean, worldwide. What about hot dog eating? Well, I mean, they do it July 4th, Nathan's. Is that hard to do well? I wonder if Joey Chestnut... How many has Joey put down? Can uh, anybody else do he's that? He's got the world record. And He was at... The, he was at um, is that uh, Jackson Field last summer? Yeah, and he, he, I think no, they were lined up around a block to see him. Tim, I was there. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. He uh, set the unofficial. I think he set the official world record because it hadn't been established for eating olive burgers in like five minutes. I think he ate thirteen. Something He's the like Taylor that. Swift and Caitlin Clark of competitive hot dog eating. Nice guy too. He stayed at least a half hour, if not more, uh, after the game to uh, sign autographs, pictures, and all that stuff. And he stayed for every last one. And from the Lugnut people that I talked to after the game, they said, yeah, he's a nice guy, genuine, stayed as long as he could. Didn't big-time anybody. Or give me your yes or no answer. Uh, oh, we got Fred online. No, give me your yes or no answer. Okay. Fred will say that baseball is the hardest sport to play well. Yes. Fred Hewitt from Channel 10 is on the other end of our line. Good morning. You're wrong. Hockey. Uh, I had hockey. So ESPN this morning the is five. asking, uh, obviously it's a slow news day, name the top five highest uh, sports to uh, com- to play at a high level. Top five highest. So I put... I just, I, I just, go ahead. I had downhill skiing one, uh, gymnastics two, hockey three, golf four, and baseball five. I think you got golf way too high. Um, unless you're saying how to play it well, because we all play golf. No, no, the key there is to perform at a high level. That's the key. To perform at a... If you just say play it, anybody can go out and hack it around, but then you can say, you know, in a lot of sports, anybody can go out and hack anything around and do it, but not do it very well. Uh, I played hockey. I loved to skate as a kid, and I skated throughout my younger life, and to know how hard it is just to skate, and to watch what these guys do on skates, the way they pivot and turn and jump and land and keep their balance when somebody clobbers them. Uh, hockey players, their athleticism just absolutely amazes me and blows me away. They make it look easy, but what they do on skates just absolutely uh, leaves me in awe. It's just, it's just unbelievable what they do on skates. All right, I totally agree with that. I think a lot of people yeah. would. However, you yourself were front and center 
to do a terrific piece yesterday that which will also be be uh, re-aired on the Sunday Stout on Sports at ten o'clock. Brack did or, uh, Fred did a long piece on Michigan State gymnastics, so you were there watching all of that, and they're pretty much a nationally ranked team. When you watched those gymnasts perform in front of your very eyes, what did you make of that? That's awesome too. Now again, the key there is talking at a high level. On the surface, I say doing that stuff on skates is a lot harder. But to do it at a high level, to use your terminology, and to do it in gymnastics, I mean, <laughs> I threatened my photographer. I said, I think I'll do a stand-up on the balance beam. And he said, no, you're too valuable to us. Don't do that. <laughs> Just assuming that I would fall. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, to, to see what they do. Now, we're just watching on the mat. Then they get on the balance beam and the parallel bars. And then you watch them. I watched some of the gymnastics, the Big Five event they had that Michigan State won. And to see what they do and the routines they do, what cracks me up is the analysts and the judges say, well, that's a 9-8. What's the difference between a 9-8 and a 10.0? I don't know. I don't know how they decipher that. To me, everyone that competes and can still stand is a 10.0. But it, you're right. The gymnastics at a high level. Is amazing. I mean, I remember when I it was in phys ed in my high school class. It took me a couple of weeks, Brock, before I could do six iron crosses back to back. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing right along with you, Fred. <laughs> and so is everyone else. <laughs> I mean, and baseball isn't baseball by itself isn't so hard to play. It's hard to hit a ball, yeah, uh, especially when it's doing tricks. But I think the mental and this is what's underrated: the mental grind of a baseball season really at all levels, especially professionally. Uh, you know, you, you we watch all those lug nuts games and Brock's works. So to, to think of those kids, I know they get paid now and everything, but to come out there every day and rarely have a day off, they only get Mondays off, I think that's a mental grind to go through a baseball team. No, I agree. And For I, a younger player, and Not yeah. only that, at the highest level, you're facing a pitcher that at the very least can yeah. throw it through a wall. Right, and you got to be able right. to hit it. You got to hit it consistently. You got to hit it on the, you know, right in the middle of the bat to hit it hard. Some play that's not easy to do. I mean, even when yeah, I was pitching, I found out how tough it was for them to hit me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you probably get through a fastball. These guys now they throw sliders and they throw uh, all kinds of scroogey pitches. I mean, throwing hard is one thing. Everyone at a high level can hit a fastball. It's a matter of the. I mean, they they make the ball do tricks. I mean, that's what made me a broadcaster. Is I, I could hit the fastball, but I couldn't hit it when it started moving. Well, my talent shouldn't be analyzed because my best two pitches were a spitball and a pine tar ball. You know, I mean, I and, and they were effective. Don't get me wrong. They were effective. I just, I just, I just didn't get caught using them, you know. Being honest. Man. You know, I pine tarred my bats the whole deal, and then they outlawed it, and then uh, that, but ESPN, one of these guys says the fourth hardest sport is curling. I don't know where they come up with that. or I disagree he, with that. Uh, dis, I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I wouldn't have that in my top 20. To Agreed. Be. No, I agree. It's but, not that complicated. But th that's what makes the world go around. So, uh, have you, so, so you did the gymnastics story. Was there anything about that story when you went over and covered that story that surprised you more than anything? And the angle, of course, Brock, from the Nasser days and when Michigan State Gymnastics was in the news, generally speaking, to where it is now, it is somewhat of an amazing story. And what I didn't realize until his story aired yesterday was that Michigan State's coach came off the previous head coach's staff and she was dismissed over, over all this Nasser stuff and he got promoted. Look where they are now. Did that surprise you at all? Well, 
Yeah, frankly, it did because I didn't. I didn't do my homework. Uh, I started talking to their coach Mike Rowe off camera uh, to kind of ask him where he got his start and whatnot. You know, he was a he was a dancer, a professional dancer in his early days. That's what he was going to do: is theater and dance. And then he got into coaching. But I had not, as I said, I hadn't done my homework. I did not realize he was on Kathy Clegas's staff. And when you think back of the climate here then after the Nasser mess, to think that they would hire somebody that was on her staff would seem unfathomable. And he told me off the record that he thought he had no shot. In fact, he said uh, Mark Hollis was in charge then, so was Shelley Applebaum. And they asked him to stay on, he and one of the other assistants, keep the program running, and they were interested in the job, and they didn't even interview for the full-time job. So they figured that means they're just going to move in a new direction and entirely clean house. Well, lo and behold, I don't know how it all happened. They ended up offering him the job, and that was the whole angle of the story. You talk about a program coming from the ashes when it was getting national recognition because the coach had to resign in shame, uh, and then this guy takes over, it was her assistant, and now seven years later, nobody talks about that anymore. Now they're a nationally ranked contender. They're eighth in the country. They win everything. Uh, it's really remarkable that, A, he got the job, and, B, the way he's turned this thing around. And that was the whole angle of the story, which uh, ran yesterday, and you run it again Sunday. So, yeah, I was, that was the one thing that caught me by surprise. I did not realize that he was on her staff. And it's kind of, kind of a remarkable story and good for him for hanging in there. And he even said, he said, recruits wouldn't even look at us. They just ignored us because of the, the shame that had been brought into the program. So, you know, a lot of that is perception is more than even reality. So people just, and how he turned that around in such a short time is that they're getting recruits now because they've got some good ones. Well, so you were asking him about recruiting. And I thought to myself, exactly, I mean, he going at, for parents of good uh, gymnasts. And her kids are getting ready to go to college. What, Michigan State's offering? I want to send her into the middle of all that. And yet, I mean, look at who he, I don't know how he sold them. I'd be curious, Fred, a couple of things. Number one, do they have, well, any of those, because they got good. I mean, when, when I watch them, Brock, when I watch what they do, I say, how did they learn to do that? Where, how did they learn to do it that well? Because it plays up to, I said, it's like watching the Olympics, watching them perform. I have no idea how the scoring works. I have no idea whatsoever. But it plays well on television because you can tell great grace and athleticism. But I don't. When it's nine one ninety eight to one ninety seven, is that a blowout or is that a close one? He said I have it no plays idea. Plays well to television, which is why it's featured prominently in the Summer Olympics. And then the other yeah, thing is, do they get do they get any and do they get any name, image, and likeness money? They're two time Big Ten champions and they're nationally ranked. I didn't ask that, but I'm sure they do. I'm probably not what football, but basketball players get. But I'm sure there's some NIL money for them. I didn't ask that, but I'm sure there is. And toward that end, would would the coach's future, would other schools where, I don't know, I don't know who are the big gymnastic superstars every year, would they say, man, look what that guy's done at Michigan State. we got to get him to our school because if he can do that there, what can he do for us? I don't, I don't know enough about it because when those meets are on TV – like a lot of viewers, I watch for the athleticism and the grace and the skill, but I have absolutely no idea who's leading and what's next and who's going to win and is that a blowout or not or whatever. That I have absolutely no idea. Because they're all good. <laughs> you don't want you to want to say, well, boy, uh, boy, she was bad at that. They all look like they're perfect. That's why I say everyone. If I were a judge, they'd all get tens. 
Maybe that's why I'm not a judge. Well, you know, the one who I'd like to ask for an opinion on this is Jordan Weber, because she was an Olympian, a United States champion from DeWitt, and she's the head coach at Arkansas. Yep, yep. So I'd say, Jordan, let me ask you a question. I mean, you're from DeWitt, and you didn't go to Michigan State, but when you see what they've done, what do you make of all that? I don't know why I'm asking Fred this, but I'd be curious to see what she has to say, because they are nationally ranked, and she must be aware, right, of what Michigan State has been able to do and how it's been able to resuscitate the program in gymnastics, given where it was, it was right, Fred? Yeah, and uh, you know you can you can get that done. Just call her and have her on. You can call Rita; that she'll get her on for you. But uh, yeah, it would be interesting to get her perspective. And she was, you know, I, that's when I first started covering when I came here, and she was so good. We covered her all the time, and she was amazing too. But as I said, I I can't separate the elite from the average because they all look unbelievable to me yeah i agree and and when when you know in years ago when it used to be that the youngsters were at the twist stars camps and that they were all young kids and they came in from everywhere and they were at the old what the summit they were over there before oh, right. and i thought man yeah. every one of these kids eight nine ten eleven years old they're all good at what they do they, you know, they all look good yeah. at this. Who's going to emerge as a star and who isn't? But to Fred's point, coming from where that program was in the doldrums, I mean, I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me how fast they've come. I would, I don't know enough about it, but I watch it. But a couple of those performers, the one in the Florex and the one who's on the vault, and they say, oh, is that a 10? And they say, oh, my golly, it's only a 9.85. How can it not be a 10? But two, who's Sage? Right. One of them's named Sage, right, Fred? And she's really good. Kellerman, that Sage Kellerman. Yeah. Sage Kellerman. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're all good. Skyler Shelty's unbelievable. Nikki Smith is is a superb. I mean, he again, whatever recruiting problems he had, apparently they resolved that because they're getting some world class yeah. athletes here. And you know, I asked the athletes about that. I said, Did when you were recruited, I mean you got friends and peers. Did they tell you, no, nah, that's Michigan State. You don't want to go there? And they said that's kind of old news there. Uh, these recruits there now, I mean, that that scandal was seven years ago, and they said that may have been a case in the past, but it wasn't a case for them. And just think, Brock, with spring coming before we let him go, just think if Fred knew as much about baseball as he does about gymnastics, then we'd be checking in with him on a regular basis. But he's a gymnastics specialist. I mean, he's... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, and NBC is looking for some special analysts for the gymnastics coverage in Paris. So I immediately submitted his name. I said, there's nobody around here who knows gymnastics like he does. Now, the other sports, he's coming along. He's coming along. But gymnastics, man, it begins and ends around here with him. I'd interview you before I'd interview the state coach. You know more than he does. Okay. All right. <laughs> So is there one before you go? So you got the late sports tonight with all the district boys semifinals. One game stand out to you? You have a thought on that before you go? I think that Okemos Mason game is the most appealing. Uh, actually, I just had lunch with one of the coaches at Langsburg or breakfast with one of the coaches at Langsburg. They play tonight and they play a Perry team that they should get by. Uh, but I, I would think in that one district, it may, when, when, uh, with the, I think the Mason Okemos game is by far the most appealing tonight because a very good team is going to get eliminated. Who are you picking in that one, Brock? He doesn't know. You, you, Tim, you picked Mason. I yeah, picked Mason. Yeah, you yeah. picked Mason two weeks ago or when the bracket came out. I'm going to take Mason at home. Tight. 
I know I'll hear okay. about it when I get there, but I'll take Mason at home. Well, not only that, I think Mason's good to begin Mason's with. I mean, they are 20 and 2. Mason's really good, yeah. Uh, just to play the other side, I'll take Oklahoma and we can fight about it tomorrow. All right, very, very good. All right, thanks for the time, Fred Human from Channel 10. You'll get him tonight because you'll be late with all the district uh, scores. Uh, Adam Nightgale, Michigan State's hockey coach, will join us at 1245. Okay, so that's 20 minutes from now. Let's take a quick break, come back with more in a moment. I got a lot more emails. I knew that this touched a lightning rod in a variety of ways. Okay, so there we go. Uh, we're moving on with the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken kafta, along with their Woody's burgers, gyros, fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website, woodysoasis.com, or call 351-2280. Woody's. Eat at Woody's, Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. Bull Janitorial, the name to trust in the commercial cleaning industry around mid-Michigan. They offer a wide range of janitorial, custodial, and maintenance services. In addition to professional cleaning services, they also supply materials and equipment, such as restroom supplies and more. There is not another commercial cleaning company you'll find that does it all for you like Bull Janitorial. They're open 24-7 when you need help. Call them, 694-6642, great employment opportunities at Bull Janitorial as well. You never know what time of year you're going to need the talented people and services of Doty Mechanical, 615 South Waverly and Lansing, one of the terrific service companies in our area through the years. Heating issues, cooling issues. You need a generator. You need plumbing help. All of that and more from the great technicians at Doty Mechanical. They carry the carrier products. They're the exclusive distributor in the area. 327-7777-327-7777. When you need that kind of help, call Doty Mechanical. Have you tried Penn Station East Coast Subs? There are two locations across from the Lansing Mall and Clippert Street in Frandor. And in the Frandor location, the restaurant closes at 10 o'clock, but you can order carryout on the website and pick it up up till midnight. Chicken Parmesan is the monthly special for March, but all the specials and all the menu items are unique from anything in the area. And they're great for parties and catering, whether you dine in or not. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Mark and Cheryl Kellogg built the two restaurants into what they are today. Great restaurants in our area. Mexican food like nowhere else. The Qdoba restaurants in our area, especially Okemos East Lansing and Clippert Street Frandor, serving customized burritos, crave-worthy tacos, and so much more. You can order online, and there are many health-oriented options as well. Great for carryout and catering. In Okemos, call 580-8121. Always popular, always tasty, with great service every day. Qdoba, for the Mexican taste sensation everyone enjoys every day in every way. You'll love the Mexican Qdoba restaurants. The official printer of Stout on Sports, the best printer, best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing in Okemos. West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got it's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything. That's ASAP printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. If you can't imagine a morning without pain, 
The highly skilled specialists at Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine are here for you. Sparrow is the largest orthopedics and sports medicine program in mid-Michigan, offering a range of services, including trauma, rehabilitation, surgery, and joint replacement. And the Sparrow team is nationally recognized and certified as a Blue Distinction Center of Excellence. Their physicians have great experience treating athletes of all types from high school to the pros. You can learn more about the leading-edge medicine. Go to sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. Tailgating season or any other special occasion, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland are ready to make it great for you. The entire family has created Tom's Food Centers, and they upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland. Don't forget, in the Eastwood Town Center, there's a Culver's by that Walmart. When you mention Stout on Sports with your order, they discount the price 10%. Don't forget, for the best real estate help anywhere, that's the Munn team. John and Jan, wishing the Spartans good luck at Wisconsin this weekend and all season long. The Munns, big supporters of Michigan State and realtors who will help you. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's cell phone, 282-6781. From Spartan Stadium to Ford Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. And remember the Friday Fish Fries, okay? They are both at Brookshire Inn from 4 to 10 in Williamston, 655-4694. Info there. And at Coral Gables, Grand River Avenue in East Lansing, the Fish Fries every Friday at Coral Gables, 337-1311. Do we have a drift? I guess the Driven Collision story of the day here has been named the top five hardest sports to play at a high level. And, of course, which I expected, we got many, many different suggestions in all the way around. Sure. And it's, of, and it's a bit subjective because, you know, people's favorite sport to them is the hardest. So that's you know? kind of the driven collision story of the day, kind of a, you know, kind of a theory, a thought process. And I the boys' it. district uh, basketball matchups uh, tonight. Most of the emails we get that are critical are either critical, well, 99% critical of Brock, 1% me. We have a critical email here for Lyle and Lansing. Uh-oh. That's a rarity. Uh, Tim and Brock, next time you talk to Lyle from Lansing, tell him the Lansing School District is always looking for volunteers to help students in various capacity. Him comparing the Lansing School District graduation rates to rural area schools districts is absurd. See how you like it when they get in here with the emails and criticizing. You know, that's part of being, I guess, in the public eye. Hey, Tim. Uh, hey, Tim, just wondering, what was the outcome on the CMU-MSU football Connor Stallions issue? Thought CMU was giving it high priority and was going to give an answer within a few days back when it all came out. We don't know. Good question. It is a good question. Remember the, uh, the head coach, uh, McElwain. Jim McElwain, After yeah. one of those games, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We want to know who was in the back of our bench in Spartan Stadium that night. And, they, you know, he went on and on and on and almost sounded as if they had been violated. <laughs> but we never heard. Didn't hear anything. <laughs> he never heard another word. And I miss Connor. Do you miss Connor Stallions? You I do. Oh, I miss I him don't. dramatically. I, I mean, I miss I him. I mean, you miss him almost as much as you miss Harbs. 
Yeah, I miss him. I, I do. I, yeah, I miss Harbs because he gave you something to talk about on a regular basis. You know, I was talking about it with a Michigan fan this morning a little bit, and I was talking to him how we, you know, pick subject matter. And I said Michigan gets a tremendous amount of discussion on this program for a variety of different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a national champion football, and there were some sidebar notes to go with it. They obviously are in discussion in basketball on the men's side because of the opposite reason. They're because so bad. Because the, the, it's been such a struggle for them. And, and I think people thought at the beginning of the basketball season – they might not be what they were, but did they think that they'd be three and fourteen in the Big Ten with a thousand straight losses, and they're in? They may not win another game, and they may finish eight and twenty-three in the regular season if they lose the final three games at Rutgers, at Ohio State, Nebraska home. Take all of that for whatever it's worth. But they got this Doug McDaniel back now for the two road games, and he hadn't played in the last six. Academic issues. Yes, twenty-one hours ago it was seventy-two degrees, sunny and a bit windy. Right now. It's snowing. You know, the, uh, right now it's snowing, folks. Colton Sikoraki at Channel 10 just tweeted that 72 or 3 degree temperature yesterday not only was the warmest temperature for this date, it was the warmest temperature in Lansing history for any winter date. That's pretty strong. Wow. And you live to see it. Yeah. You live to go through it. I said yesterday, can you believe we came in yesterday? T-shirt, shorts, and a and We, we a, came and in and with summer flops. apparel on. Yeah. And I had to put the windows down in the car driving oh, around. Oh, I did too. Because the sun coming through there. And and I, we and then we were doing golf course stories because every golf course around that was public was packed. Mm-hmm. Not a few, packed. Every cart they could get out, they got out. That's the only way. And to like make I revenue. said, I'm surprised. And you, but you, t- I'm surprised they let carts go out because the ground's so soft. But you told me because of the snow or lack There's of no snow, snow this, this winter, the, the ground's a bit harder than it normally and is. And I this think time our, of year. you know, we got four on our staff, and I, I don't think they think there's going to be much of any more winter per se. You know, moving through the a- month of March. Because after today, we get through today, and it'll be freezing tomorrow morning. But after, you know, t- the next. 24 hours or so, it's going to gradually warm up again. It's going to be in the 60s next week. I see that. Yeah, so they'll crazy. all be back out again, but there's no snow in the middle of it. There'll be some, there's going to be some rain out there, so you have to dodge the raindrops at times. I don't think you, know you hear much about thunderstorms and tornadoes in the month of February. Not why is Michigan. this all weird? Why is this weather all that weird? Why what is, is that? that? What do they say? El Nino or La Nina, whatever it is? Uh, I don't know, but it was obviously a marvelous day yesterday for so oh, many wonderful. people. Uh, because you just say, gee, just think if we had this weather all the time. And, we, you know, we only have a week and a half left before the time changes, which gives us more daylight. A- at night, yeah. At night. Uh, that's Because next week on Friday, it's our 31st anniversary show. And then overnight that Saturday, the clocks move ahead one hour. So that the first day with the extended daylight is Sunday, March 10th which is the final day of the men's Big Ten basketball regular season and the championship day for the women's Big Ten basketball tournament in Minneapolis. They're both in Minneapolis this year. That's correct. It's going to be a busy March. All the way around, it's going to be a busy March. And it always is for us because March 8th, if we make it that far, that puts we cross off another year you know, that we have you know, survived around sure. the corner. What else have you got before we go to break, and then we'll visit with Michigan State uh, hockey coach Adam here. Nightingale? Somebody posted this, and I thought this was interesting. Justin Verlander, pitcher for the Houston Astros, was in the league when Julio Franco, uh, they were in this league at the same time, back in 2006, 2007. Julio Franco was intentionally walked by Hall of Famer Jim Cott, who allowed a pair of hits to Ted Williams when they were playing, who made his big league, big league debut against Lou Gehrig, did Ted Williams. Lou Gehrig hit four home runs off of Walter Johnson in his career, who once 
hit Cy Young in the head in an at bat and once beamed him. Cy Young debuted in 1890, which was the final season played by Deacon White, who had the first hit ever in the history of the major leagues back in the 1870s. That's an interesting chain of people right there. One final timeout. We'll take and visit with Michigan State hockey coach Adam Nightingale. His team plays for its first ever Big Ten championship. As Doc said, what, they never won a championship with Ron? I said, yeah, they were CCHA champions almost on an annual basis. The Central Collegiate Hockey Association is different from the Big Ten, which has been around for nine or ten years. Uh, So that's coming up this weekend. The coach can tell us about it. They are headed to Wisconsin tomorrow, Friday night, Saturday night, 9 o'clock on uh, Big Ten Plus. You can watch Michigan-Minnesota on the Big Ten Network uh, for whatever that's worth. And we're back with more in a moment. At Shaheen Cadillac of Lansing, you drive the future with luxury at your fingertips. Experience our lineup of eye-catching sedans and SUVs. Cadillac is the next generation of high-end technology where remarkable comfort and attention to detail change the way you drive. Meet with one of our product specialists today or begin your experience online at ShaheenCadillac.com. Get this 2024 Cadillac XT6 for just $5.92 a month. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Congratulations to longtime Lansing family physician, Dr. Thomas Jamison, on his transition to practice with Capital Internal Medicine Associates, known as CIMA, C-I-M-A. Dr. Jamison's new office at 3955 Patient Care Drive in Lansing, and the phone number easy to remember for any health issues, 374-7600. And if you need any nutritional supplements or need a nutritional appointment, Debbie Jamison is there at 449-7188. The Jamisons are rolling along with great healthcare throughout mid-Michigan. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want Custom Built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, Custom Built Design and Remodeling has been the leading full-service design build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google Custom Built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. This hour is sponsored by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first with nonstops to Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere. And check out Google Apple Vacations for the nonstop trips to the warm Caribbean nonstop from Lansing. Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations. Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. It's amazing to me the fabulous quality of Wash World in cleaning your vehicle. Two locations in our area. 
Okemos and Jolly Road, and on the west side, I-96 at the MLK exit. State-of-the-art, full service, free vacuum. Who offers that? $2 off on Wednesday, gift cards available, and you can get monthly and yearly wash subscriptions. You're in and out right away. Your vehicle looks great any time of the year. Make your car or truck look great. A wash world, the best in quality, the fastest service, believe me, in Okemos and west side Lansing. We've got a high five to Greg Sinecropi and everyone who has built Arts Pub into an iconic location on Kalamazoo Street in downtown Lansing. It's a great game day hangout, serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza, plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m., and the menu can be found online at artspublansing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street, have a great time there in Lansing. Why would you argue with people online about sports? When you can argue Live over the airways. Cut the BS and let's get to the truth. Sports and Sports Talk is on the game, 7.30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. We've made reference all week to the uh, big hockey series coming up Friday night, Saturday night, 9 o'clock each time, Michigan time. Michigan State of Wisconsin, the Big Ten regular season title is on the line. Spartan coach Adam Nightingale's on the other end of our line. Morning, coach. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Did you just get off the ice with the team? Yeah, we did. We did. We practiced uh, this morning. The guys were lifting and yeah, just wrapped up. And uh, what's your travel schedule for tomorrow, Adam? And is that charter? And if it is, that's that's a pretty short flight over the lake to Madison, right? Yeah, you're right. It's a short trip. So yeah, charter. So we fly out of Lansing at, uh, I think it's 1130. So 10 o'clock we'll We'll have breakfast here or whatever, and then 10 o'clock we'll leave the rink and uh, head to the airport, fly there, and then uh, I think we practice at 5 o'clock central time, get a bite to eat, and then be ready to go the next day. When you when you charter and you travel like that, is it your call uh, when you want to leave, or are you told this is when the plane's available and this is when you have to go? And if it was your call, is there an ideal time separate from late tomorrow morning when you would prefer to travel there as opposed to, say, in the early evening since you're going to play the following night? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of flexibility there, but we always like to get out there and, and practice. So that's kind of what it's dictated off of, like what time is our practice time? Usually it's 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, just depends on the, the building you're playing at. So, um, you know, and, and then there's some there where you you got to make sure you can get into the hotel. It's it's one thing to get get to Madison, but if you can't get into the hotel, what are you going to do? So we're able to get into the hotel. So we'll, we'll land, check in, you know, drop our luggage luggage off, and, and, then, and then go to the rink and practice. Uh, when you ha- when you charter, how many extra seats do you have on that plane? And do you have some wherewithal? And do you have some uh, options as to take extra people on those trips? And if so, will there be other people going on the trip with you tomorrow? Yeah, you know, it just depends on you know. Sometimes you know the biggest thing for us is it's less the amount of seats. It's it's uh, being able to handle you know all the the gear and the extra stuff that we have, skate sharpers and all that stuff. So. Um, making sure the plane that can can handle that, and then there is some flexibility for, for sure. I think we have you know some donors that'll come on trips with us, and you know I got the opportunity here formed an alumni group that um, kind of spans all eras of Spartan hockey, and you know they do some work for us for sure. And then 
a reward for them is, is coming on a trip with us. So we'll have a few of those guys on the trip. And is there policy in the Big Ten? I know it is in football and in basketball. For the visiting team, do you get a minimum number of tickets? How do they do tickets for visiting teams in Big Ten hockey? And toward that end, with what you get, how do you disperse those tickets? No, there is, yeah. So I think it's 70 or 75. I can't remember off the top of my head that we're, we're able to get. Then we have the opportunity to buy more. You know, this weekend, obviously, it's a tough ticket to get. So um, I think we're able to get maybe 20 more. And so we just start with the guys first, make sure the guys are taken care of, and they each, they each get two. We got a lot of guys um, that, that maybe families aren't able to make it. So if you, if you need four, you got to talk to someone to get, you know, your two to turn into four. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, you know, playing, playing in the rinks that we play in, they're usually sold out and fortunate we could, we could get 20 more. I mean, is that a hassle for the head coach trying to deal with that? Because the more you win, the more demand there is, the bandwagon gets bigger. My sense is there's probably somebody else on the staff that has to deal with all that. Yeah. Mike Porter does a, a great job with it. So he's, he's responsible for all of our travel and, um, yeah, I mean, it fills up quick. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a good position to be in, right? You want people to be around, but you, obviously we, we don't have unlimited tickets. So it's, um, but the, I think that is making sure you prioritize, the, you know, the guys and their families are taken care of. If there's leftovers, we, you know, take care of other people, then good. And Adam, isn't uh, they in the Cole Center, do they, they've got some basketball games there this week. And does that interfere with any preparation or any hockey rink availability for either team? Uh, if you know. I think that the um, you know they have two sheets there, so they the the women's team plays on I think it's called Laban, so it's all connected right there. So we'll practice on on Laban and then on the other side, and then um, but once the game gets going, I think we got to move out maybe after our first game, and there's some basketball games going on, but it, it, it won't be a big deal. So how are your players? How much are they aware of the numbers and what has to happen for either side this weekend, separate from the media and so on? Because you say, well, they they need these points, or they got to give up these. Like, are they all fully aware of all that, or are you more interested than them in just being prepared to play each game, each shift, all that on the nice, and the rest of it will take care of itself later? I mean, that's that's the approach we've taken for sure. Is just you know they they know what's at stake, and we just got to go out there and play our best hockey, you know, and. Um, you can get into, you got to do this, and if this happens and that happens, and, uh, you know, the reality for us is we, we've done a really good job of focusing on things that we can control, and that's us playing our best hockey. And um, so they understand what's at stake, but also, you know, just stay, stay focused on, you know, playing great on Friday night. Is there any difference in preparation for a series like this from any previous preparation, or is it just more of the same? A lot of the same, you know, I think that, um, you know, I've, I told our guys, you know, today we talked after practice, like they've done a heck of a job. They've been here since July. And, um, you know, the reality is you're trying to win a championship. We need we need everyone to play their best, but we also don't have to change either. And there's a reason we're in first place. And so we just got to go, you know, go have a good practice there tomorrow and, and be ready to play, you know, our best versions of ourselves. And, you know, I'm confident our guys will. I would imagine there's a plan A and a plan B already in place in terms of the calendar. If the Spartans win the Big Ten title and you get a week off, how will you approach that with your team to spend time during the week off? Or if you have to play a first-round series, does that change the schedule for preparation of a regular schedule home series in any way? Yeah, maybe a little bit. You know, I met with our strength coach, and he, you know, he looks at the sports science stuff. And, you know, we use sports science uh, less to – 
you know, less to pull back and more, how can we push more, you know, and get more out of our guys. And so, you know, I mean, I think there's, you're right. There's two scenarios. Potentially we could, we could have another bye week here or potentially we're playing at home um, a two out of three series. So we, we got it mapped out and be ready for both, both options. Is anybody a health issue going into this series? And is anybody going to play in the series and have to overcome some kind of nicks or cuts or bruises or whatever? Well, I think this this time of year, any sport, right? It's it's hard to you know be be totally healthy, and you always got nicks and bruises and, and guys banged up. And you know, we got a group of guys that have done a really good job. I mean, knock on wood, we've been relatively healthy as far as you know man games lost. But you know, this time of year, you're always playing with guys that have you know different type of things going on, and um, ton of respect for our guys that are you know willing to play and ready to play. And so that's just the nature of this time of the year, and and you know, we're never going to put a player in danger, but if you're if you're cleared to play, then the expectation is you're, you're ready to go and play your best hockey. When you look at the state of the Wisconsin team at the moment, Adam, going into the series, is there any one area of how Wisconsin plays that concerns you the most? You know, I think they're, we're actually pretty similar teams. I think there's a lot of depth up front. Um, their goalie's been good. Our goalie's been good. Um, they have some young D we have some young D so I think we're, we're very similar, you know, and I, um, you know, I think it's more about just us being us, you know, and it, obviously we have a ton of respect for what they've done and have, they've had a great season and, but we have to, and, and I think that, uh, sometimes in these situations, you can, you can change the focus and focus too much on things you can't control, which is what, how your, what your opponent's doing. And just, um, obviously we're aware of how they want to play, but I also think that, uh, you know, we got we got to go into Madison and, and, and play our hockey. For you, generally speaking, I remember this from the days of Amo. Amo used to have a manager with a stopwatch. 25 seconds, Amo, 25 seconds, Amo. They wanted to know when to get the yeah. lines off and that. For you, generally speaking, what is a, go- a perfect time for a line shift? And if the game is tight in the third period, for any game, let alone the games coming up, does that change your strategy relative to how many lines you play or how long players are on the ice? In other words, instead of the third or fourth line, we got to get our top guys out there longer. You know, you know, one of the things that's been a real strength of our teams, you know, this year has just been our depth, you know, our ability to roll four lines. And, um, you know, I think the ideal time, like, if, is, is 40 seconds. You know, we track shift length and, you know, you get a report. And, you know, we've been really consistent with that and, and being disciplined with keeping our shifts to that length. And but I think that's been one of the reasons we've had a pretty good year is, you know, we we do have four lines and we can, we can roll them. There's certain situations, right, if – um, you know, if you're down, you know, if you're down a goal, um, and you have some guys that maybe have more of a history of scoring, they need to get out there more. And, but for the most part, you know, I think it's, you know, to our advantage if we're able to, to, to play all four lines. Right. So do you feel good about it or how do you feel before I let you go? How do you feel getting into this thing? And you must not be totally surprised that your team is where it is because it's kind of shown general consistency through the season to get to, I mean, I would imagine from the start, what we want to do is have a chance to win at the end. Now you got a chance to win at the end, right? Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. I mean, this is, this is, you know, why you come to Michigan state to play in games like this. And these guys, you know, our guys have earned the opportunity to, play for a championship and um you know one thing i've, I've got a ton of confidence you're not a perfect team but you know I, we get our guys best effort you know and 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 they play as a team and there's no reason we're, we're not going to do that this weekend absolutely i appreciate your time have a great weekend best wishes we'll talk again soon and certainly thanks for checking in on short notice this morning
sure. Thanks for having me. All right, there he goes. His show's tonight, right, Brock? You can get his radio show tonight. Seven to eight tonight, yep. After tonight, uh, well, there's three more shows for the season, including tonight. So there you go. So at 7 to 8 on WJIMAM 1240, and that's over It's Reno. always interesting. So yeah. if you want to go over and send them off. Oh, yeah, Reno's East. That's that right. kind of thing. Those games are at 9 o'clock each night. They're on Big Ten Plus. There's a lot of controversy over how Big Ten Network does its hockey programming because I think the other two series are getting Big Ten Network coverage. There's Ohio State and Penn State, and there's something on the line there between finishing 6th or 7th because that's going to determine who you play in the first round on all the road. Pen, all Penn State needs to do is get one point and they'll finish uh, sixth, sixth, whereas Ohio State will finish seventh. And Michigan-Minnesota, Michigan trailing Minnesota by three points, uh, and they're playing each other. So if Michigan gets, uh, you know, if Michigan sweeps or gets what, five points? Is that what it would be, I believe? Yeah, they get five points. Well, if they sweep Minnesota, they get six. Right, right, and they would finish In regulation. Right. In exactly. regulation. But they're three points behind right now. Michigan State needs one regulation win for three of the six points to clinch the title outright. If but Michigan if get State two. gets two points, then they cl- clinch a share of the title with Wisconsin. But they would get the number one seed the because seed. they beat them twice. They would be considered co-Big Ten champions, right. but they would have the number one seed Correct. in the Big Ten tournament. I'm not sure all the time Adam likes it. I think he hates bye weeks. He would just, and the players do. They want to play hockey. It's like they say. Hockey players want to play hockey. Get an they don't want to sit around. They want to play hockey. Get an eighth team. So uh, whether or not that changes anything moving forward down the road. But uh, it'll be, you know, it's going to be an interesting weekend all the way around. You have uh, men's and women's basketball this weekend of note. you got the hockey, even though it's not in town. Uh, but but that's what we have in the schedule. What we do have tonight are the semifinals of the Boys State High School Basketball Tournament at the district phase. So uh, Fred's got all of the, you know, he's got the scores and highlights come up tonight at I'll Channel at 10 Ma- at 11 20. I'll be at Mason tonight watching both games. I think Eric's going to join me. Uh, I'll tell you what, it'll be just a sea of celebrities there tonight to watch those games. And that's in the Mason gym. Grand Ledge gym was also busy with a Division I doubleheader as well. They'll, have, they'll be packed there as well. Uh, we have ESPN radio programming coming up next. And Huge is in at three. And then, uh, what, back to ESPN tonight, yep. right? And then Adam Nightingale show, 7 to 8, 1240 W. JIM. You've been listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports right here. This is Lansing Sports Station, the game 730 a.m., the home of the local sports programming and uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, stuff in the area, right, that's around the area that comes out of the sports station. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks to all of you for joining us. For Brock, I'm Tim. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow morning, 10.05. Who knows what the lead story will be? We say that every day, but whatever it is, we'll pick it up and run with it. You'll be a part of it. That'll be tomorrow for the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Talk to you then. So long. I'm Will Teeman, and welcome to the Michigan Sports Brief for Wednesday, February the 20th, brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. Start a frank conversation about your insurance with one of our local independent agents by visiting fminest.com. As Michigan State basketball celebrates 125 years, we've got another one from the archives right after this. Just like your favorite sports team, you need a solid defense to protect your home and business. Whether you're tackling unexpected accidents, fouls, or fumbles, the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance are on your team. Visit the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency today at albordeaux.com. That's A-L-B-O-U-R-D-E-A-U.com.
Detroit native Kevin Smith joined the Michigan State basketball team after playing his freshman year at the University of Detroit. At that time, Smith was ineligible the following season, where he was only allowed to practice and could not play due to transfer rules. That season would end with the Spartans winning the 1979 National Championship. Here's his story. I had decided to stay home and go to the University of Detroit. Uh, at the time, the program was uh, really in great shape. Dick Vitale was the coach, and I had opportunity to play with a, a great bunch of guys. Uh, on that team, I think four guys played pro ball. I think we went 24-4 and four that year, but we lost in the quarterfinals of the NIT that year. And we had a great year, and I played with a great bunch of guys. But I had decided uh, after my freshman year, after having a pretty good year, having setting the assist record at, at UAD and having a, a really good year, I decided to transfer to Michigan State because I had opportunity to go up there and, and I thought it was more of a college atmosphere up there and uh, in terms of the big campus and just to kind of get away from the city. It was nothing negative against University of Detroit, but I guess it was all the positive things about Michigan State and the Big Ten. I had the fortune, or should I say the misfortune, to practice every game and to be, I remember I was always the point guard in the scout team for the uh, when we were practicing, so I got a chance to practice that every day, and I felt part of the team, but I didn't get a chance to play, and that kind of hurt, you know, when you're watching your teammates win a national championship, but it, it was still a great experience and a, just a great opportunity to be around a great group of people like that and to uh, be part of such a tremendous success story. And we've been brought to you by Frankenmuth Insurance.